house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this concert a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I am your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Yo! With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What up? And in the fourth seat, a full house tonight, Andrew Stoma is back to give you his bracket breakdown. How are you? Let's do it. I'm good, man. So this is going to be a little bit of a redemption episode for all of us. Nobody really put forth a a great effort last year. I don't remember where we finished in terms of the bracket challenge. Do you? I know we didn't win. No. No. But who he did? was big on Kentucky. Yeah, I yes. was too. Yes, Dude, Kentucky had, was one of my. I think brackets. I had Kentucky as well. <laughs> my national championship. I gave it out on this show last uh-huh. year. Kentucky, Iowa, first one. First. Exit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I texted you right I liked after. Iowa too. That's right. I'm done. That's right. I liked Iowa too. So we will be giving you our entire bracket breakdown. We're talking 12 over five upsets, 13 over four upsets. We'll give you our final four and who we think is your best bet to win it all. Before we do that, if you're listening right now and you have not already subscribed to the Big Easy Bets TV YouTube page, go ahead over there and do that. Uh, the way we're going to break this down is we're going to give you all of our best bets for the first the first rounds Thursday and Friday, and then we're going to then give you our best bets for the second round on the YouTube page itself. So if you are not subscribed over there, be sure to go do that. Uh, also, the golf tournament, it, the registration is open. So, as I've said before, if you're planning on playing in this year's golf tournament, you need to register your team as soon as possible. Once it is full, it is full. There's nothing we can do. Uh, I think the max we can hold is 25 teams. We had 23 last year, so and it, it's filling up a little bit quicker this year. So, if you're planning on doing that, reach out to us if you can't find the link already, and I will get it to you, and you can go ahead and secure your spot. Um. All right, let's see. All right, so before we get into the bracket, um, I had a couple questions. So you're, you're, well, first off, I wanted to talk about Fordham. What What's going on with Fordham? Dude, some good things are going on. Rose Thrill is rocking right now. So they, let me look it up. Their record was extremely good, but they got eliminated in the tournament, right? In the yeah, A-10? Yeah, semifinals, they lost to Dayton. Okay, Um. But they were like, I think they had single-digit losses, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. They had a – and really, they didn't – they had one bad loss, mm-hmm. like blowout loss, really. Uh, I think Arkansas beat them by like 20-plus. Yeah. It was something bad. But, you know, I've been following Fordham since, you know, I was there. And yep. it's – we were terrible whenever I was there. Now there's a kind of a – Kyle Neptune was there last year, kind mm-hmm. of put him on the right track and then – Keith Ergo gets in there this year and just kind of takes over. And um, I, I was I was loving watching Fordham basketball this year. It was fun. Yeah, so they went 25-8. and eight. So, yeah, second in the A-10, which unfortunately does not get you into the tournament. No. Um, some years it does. Yeah, it can some years, definitely. Um, but A-10 was down this year bad, though. Like, teams that are normally up top were yeah. at the bottom, and it was it – was, Still, 25-8 and eight is – I, well, I don't know what their record was last year, but it wasn't that. No. So that is a uh, extremely an impressive I, turnaround. I don't know what the exact year is, but this is the first time. So the A ten's broken down their tournament. Top four seeds get automatic qualifier mm-hmm. into the quarterfinals. 
I think this is the first time that Fordham's ever gotten it in probably 30-plus years. So Really? One first season with Keith Ergo turning mm-hmm. it around. Do some of those home games. Like, I can I can remember whenever I was there, we'd have, you know, 10 people in the student yeah, section yeah. with yeah. fire Newbauer signs. And this year, it's <laughs> completely sold out. I think they sold out their last, like, 10 games at home. No, yeah, the A-10 is wild. Their fans are wild. Like, they get they get fired up. Um so no, yeah, that was cool to see the uh, the turnaround there. I thought I definitely I wrote that down because I remember last year we were talking about it. Obviously, you coached there a few years back, yeah. but yeah, to see the turnaround, I mean, VCU's damn good, but <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I was impressed to see them all the way up there at second. Um, also, too, so you're coaching at Country Day. Yeah, yeah, first year back coaching. I took three years off. Now I'm uh, last year we kind of talked. I was kind of going towards the AAU route. Yep. Now got on at Country Day. Uh, had a great season. Yeah, um, talk to me about uh, what's his name, Jordan Trahan. Yeah, there. You just talking about the video that went yeah, viral. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what definitely brought it to my attention. Did you see that? Uh-oh. They threw like an in, it was an inbounds pass, but it was an alley oop, and he like grabbed it from like his Cocked fucking it. back Cocked pocket. It. Okay, maybe I saw that. Grabbed yeah. it from his back pocket and and slammed it on a dude. But uh, second game of the season, dude. That was I. I just remember seeing that and being like, Yeah, oh, that's different. God. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull my hamstring going and trying to grab the net. Exactly. So, um, but so he he's the real deal. Yeah, I mean he. Uh, I got to give him a lot of credit, man. That, that kid works yeah. his ass off. Yeah, give and, him his flowers. And, uh, he he's not committed anywhere yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, waiting for other options right now. Yeah, but uh, they're coming. Yeah, no, that was dude. When I I can't remember who shared it, uh, but it was it was impressive to see for sure. Um, all right. So last thing. Y'all started uh, second line guys, so go ahead and tell everybody yeah. about that and um, what y'all like. What's y'all's forte going to be? Yeah, so me, buddy of mine, Sam Bruton, uh, over in New Orleans, got approached by Boot Crew Media mm-hmm. out there. Um, just kind of started playing around with different, you know, ideas, different topics. Whether we were going to do Pelicans, Saints, mm-hmm. you know, all things Louisiana sports and whatnot. And when they approached us, we they kind of wanted us to do, you know, all things Louisiana related. So. Me and Sam are running second line guys on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and TikTok, mm-hmm. and just kind of giving out picks, uh, raw reactions to different things, maybe a couple interviews out in the streets every now and then. But yep. uh, so you, we'll see. We're kind of just getting started with it, having some fun with it. So the plan is to eventually turn it into a podcast. Though. Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. the plan. I think we're actually. We were planning on maybe doing something this week with the tournament. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't work out time-wise, but I think next week we're going to kind of put together a format for a podcast and, yeah. and kind of get going. So if you're listening, go ahead and go uh, go give Second Line Guys a follow on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and uh, Boot Crew Media on YouTube. For sure. So, all right. Um, let's see. So, like I said, we are going to do an entire bracket breakdown. Um, or I say entire. Entire first round. We're going to give you our final four who we think is your best bet to win it all. And then we're going to talk upsets. And then at the end, we're going to give you our best bets for the first round, just straight up against the spread or, all right, I meaning you can do over-unders as well. Um, so where do we want to start? Let's see. So before we say, um, I, I would say, let's not just start it right off the bat with who's outright going to win. My first question would be, I think we did this last year too. Which quad, which quadrant do y'all feel like is which regions the easiest and toughest? We can start with the easiest. Have you looked? Um, yeah. No, no. I mean, like specifically from that angle, though. I know you've looked at the bracket, but. Well, yeah, I think um, 
I think Alabama has the easiest yeah. path I in would, the South region. Yeah. I mean, just looking at it, it's like I would, in terms of toughest, I guess, I think the West is probably, I mean, you've got, I would say four, maybe even five teams that could realistically come out of come out of that region. Yeah, so, I'm going uh, to agree with you on that one for yeah, sure. You got Kansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA. VCU's not a bad team. You got Arkansas, Illinois. That's probably one of, I don't know, the 8-9 matchups. Dude, they're tough this year. Yeah. yeah they're tough and that's this one year. thing. We always fucking start off with a loser. At least I do on the 8-9s. and nines. You remember two years ago? We were at the IP. It was uh, it's Florida. The first game, yeah. Yeah, it was Florida and Virginia Tech, I think. Mm-hmm. And we oh, were on Virginia yeah. Tech, and that other dude was yeah. decked out in Florida. That shit. was the sickest game, though. But yeah, because Virginia Tech hit the hit the shot uh-huh. like at the buzzer to tie it, and then they lose in overtime. But I notoriously have a bad I have a bad start every fucking year with the eight and nine, and it it it, it just this year's got to be different. I need to have a. I need to get off on the right foot. So, um, but we'll we'll get to that. So, all right. What would you What would you say? What do you think is the easiest quadrant? Easiest quadrant. Uh, that's. I would probably agree that the South. I think Alabama and Arizona are the two best teams in that one. I think it. They're on a collision course of the Elite Eight. Yeah. Winner of that game. I mean, that's. I think that's going to be their obviously their toughest game of the whole thing. So, uh-huh. I. I see the South being one of the easiest ones to get out of. Yeah, I'd probably agree as well. Um, Actually, you know what? Let me. I'm gonna go ahead and say the Midwest. Now that I'm looking at it, kind of the same. You know, Houston yeah. and Texas. They're kind of on a collision course. Yeah. I'm not seeing too many teams that are playing well as of late. In that. Yeah, in and that that's quality. where that's where I go. I go back and forth because, in my opinion, you don't. You do have to judge a team how they are currently playing, but I feel like I typically lean towards it's like you don't know who doesn't give a shit in the conference tournaments and just trying to get to the main tournament so i go back and forth and try to figure out what i deem more important in terms of like the team when they've looked their absolute best when they played as because that's the goal is to find the team like north carolina last year north carolina started playing their best basketball in the tournament so they were an eight seed and they go all the way to the national championship you kind of have to find that team that has the capabilities and even if they're not playing as well as they could, the team that does eventually turn it on in the tournament can make a run. Because I think I think the Barstool, Barstool guys might have threw it out, and I, I fact-checked it. Since 2013, all but one year, a seven-seed or higher has gotten to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to look at that and be like, like you look at seven-seeds or higher, it's like, I don't see a single one going to the final four, but all but one year it's happened. The Virginia year in 2019 was the one year that it didn't happen. But I mean, you had Loyola Chicago, you had South Carolina as a seven, you had North Carolina as an eight last year. Um, the Baylor year. What an awful to, year North Carolina. UCLA yeah. was an 11. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, North Carolina. One, <laughs> an, uh, to be a preseason number one, and then you don't even make the tournament and you return four out of your five starters. It's like clearly, Brady Mannix back, sitting back like I tried to tell him it was all it was all it was all Brady apparently he was the glue guy. Um, all right, Joseph, what do you think is the in your opinion the easiest quadrant? I definitely think it's between those two. Yeah, um, I would probably say the South as well. I think 
is it safe to say A&M got like hosed with a seven seed and they're going to have to go up against Texas in the second round? Yeah, it, I mean, the, the t- Penn State's not Penn a, yeah. State's tough. Yeah, and honestly, the way their styles, yeah, like. They just launch it. Yeah, and but Penn State can play decent defense, but they also have Pickett who can get in the lane, and if he gets two feet in the lane, he's going to hit a jump shot. He's going to hit a mid-range pull-up. Texas A&M, what, they, they went to the conference championship, yeah, and then I, they, they definitely kind of got screwed a little bit, uh, getting a seven seed there. Yeah, they've kind, they were kind of overlooked all year, though, but you thought towards the end yeah. they might get some more recognition yeah, considering how well they their conference record and then – how well they performed in the conference tournament, but yeah, I think out of the toughest, like I said, the West, but I think the East. I mean, if you look at the East too, Memphis FAU is going to be a good game. If Mem- but Memphis is a team that could give Purdue some trouble. They play fucking, it's like controlled chaos. But then you've got Duke, Kentucky, Tennessee, obviously without Sakai Ziegler, but Kansas State, Michigan State, and USC is a good ten seven, and then Marquette as well. So that's one that. Yeah, I feel like the East is totally like that's going to be the one where Chaos. it's going to hurt people's brackets because yes. it's like and that's a lot. Of, you look at a lot of the matchups, you could see a lot of upsets, but then it's like, how? how which one are you going to guess that the team that? Well, that's right where Kentucky that was gets last lucky. Year. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Don't having, me, man. I got Don't. a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I texted you right after that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I don't remember which one happened first. When Kentucky lost, I remember I was in Vegas and I texted you and I was just like, I'm I'm dead inside. I'm dead. <laughs> no, it always sucks if you fucking lose day one and day two. It's like, God damn it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. This year, more than any, I feel like, it, it, it with the exception of the top two teams, I feel like after that, it's like up for grabs of anybody can. Like, I, I could see... Multiple teams coming out of the East. I could see multiple teams coming out of the West. So, dude, I'm I'm struggling like well with some of these injuries. Like we were talking about before we started recording, we were talking about uh, Sasser with Houston, but UCLA is like getting decimated. Their front court, they lost. Um, Jalen, uh, what's his last name? Yes, uh, is it not? Oh, is it Carter? No, is it Singleton? He's out. He just tore his Achilles like a week ago. Uh, right here. But then they their big man has a shoulder injury. Adam Bona. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jalen Clark. Jalen Clark, yep. And then Adam Bona has a shoulder injury. I don't he won't be out for the whole tournament. I'd be shocked. Um, but he might miss the first or second round, possibly. Um All right, so looking at because the goal here is to for everybody listening, obviously. Everybody's in bracket challenges. So it seems like these first round games don't matter, but you can definitely find yourself in a situation where that one point is the difference in winning or losing. So, and it goes, it's worth saying that two years ago. So our bracket challenge always has anywhere from around 80 to 100 people in that range. We're expecting more. There was 85 last year. We're expecting more this year. The pot's always around 2,500. It's worth noting two years ago, yes, I, I, Won the entire thing in a complete runaway with an incredible bracket, ranked number eighty thousand out of millions. And then the very next year, Lindsay won the entire thing. So she made. Lindsay is my fiance. She made the bracket, but I did have the final say and gave it the A. Okay, so uh, we have won in this household back to back years. So um, I guess let's start. 
Let's start uh, in the south with Alabama. Right, you might have asked a question because yeah. we were talking about the different quadrants and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love those prop bets where they say, are you taking the one seeds or are you taking the field? And I think this year's one of those years where that debate, you know, yeah. really gets going. I would take the one seeds, I think. But so I, I went back and looked. Because I've I've seen multiple people's brackets where they've got like three one seeds in in the final four. So of the, I just only went back the last five years. Of the last five years, there has not been three one seeds in the final four. Last year it was a two, two, eight, and a one. The year before was one, one, two, and eleven. Uh, the the tournament before that, obviously we skipped a year with COVID, was one, two, three, five. Two thousand eighteen was one, one, three, eleven. 2017 1137. So if you ha- odds are from what we've seen doesn't mean it can't happen and doesn't happen but typically it's not going to be 3 1 seeds. There's you're going to see upsets. Those I know the 1 seeds are supposed to be like the easiest route but a lot of these 8 9 matchups mm-hmm. I see a lot of 8 seeds that could give 1 seeds trouble. So um I would lean the field I guess because I feel like the top 2 teams I feel like are definitely Alabama and Houston, in my opinion. I feel like they have the two easiest runs to the tournament, to the Final Four, I mean. Um, but, I I mean, I like a lot of other teams, too. So, um, all right, so starting in the top left, let's start with the 12-5, uh, which I think is going to be a really fucking good game. I heard y'all talking about it before we started recording. Uh, San Diego State and Charleston. Who sees Charleston winning? I want to so bad. Like, I really want to, but San Diego State defensively is just so good. So I am big on San Diego State, at least in this matchup. Charleston hasn't played really a defense like San Diego State, and their guards are not very big. I think Matt Bradley will have have his way. Um, Charleston wants to run and gun. San Diego State wants to uh, kind of slow it down, go through their sets, so it's conflicting styles. I lean San Diego State. I personally don't think that this is going to be the the 12 over 5. But so that's that's obviously the popular upset. And then... Yeah, this is that's going to be the most popular 12-5 upset, I feel like. So in the last... Well, yes. As far that's as the most popular concerned, pick, yeah. yeah. So in the last five years, we saw... Last year, we saw two 12 over five upsets. New Mexico State over UConn, Richmond over Iowa. Uh, 2021, Oregon State over Tennessee. There was one 12 over five. 2019, we saw three. Liberty over Mississippi State, Oregon over Wisconsin, and Murray State over Marquette. 2018, there there were none. Five seeds won all four matchups. And then 2017, there was one. Middle Tennessee versus Minnesota. So in the last five years, there's been at least one in four out of the five years. It's one of the more popular upset picks. We typically, you're going to see at least one. I see realistically, I I mean, I could make a case for every single 12 to, to win the game. So, but that's not, it's more than likely not going to happen. Um, I don't think, I don't think San Diego State's going to be the one to lose. But, but notoriously, the Mountain West is not good in the tournament. Yeah. They did horrible last year. They, they, they don't represent well. Um, is anybody pulling the trigger on Charleston advancing? No. I can't do it. Charleston's dear to my heart, too. You can read that trophy right there. <laughs> Bam. College, Bobby Kremen's basketball camp. I love it. MVP. 
College of Charleston. I wouldn't um I wouldn't go with San Diego State on the line here. I think that they can definitely keep this game close, Charleston, but like like you were saying defensively, I just I think San Diego State can do enough here. Yeah, if we're talking betting, Charleston's been very good this year, obviously thirty one and three overall, but they're twenty and twelve against the spread. I just feel like it, it it's it's who whose style is gonna prevail. And I think in the tournament so that was another thing. My, I was going to ask you all too. I'll, I'll start with you. What do you feel like if you had to pick one thing that, what do you deem most important in a team in the tournament? Oh, guard play, in my opinion. Yes. Guard play. So that's what I said with like my Baylor bet. Um, but I've kind of adjusted that to where I think defensive backcourt and the team that can rely on their defense because you're going to have an off shooting night. So the best defensive teams, if you can find a team that can match yeah. their defense with their offense, then great, and which Baylor is what we saw that. with Baylor. Yeah, yeah, I'll put that team up against any team in the history of the tournament. Obviously, I'm biased, but um, I just feel like we typically see the high-powered offenses, which is why Gonzaga worries me a lot because they're horrible on defense, great on offense. But when you get to the tournament, at least in the first two rounds, you see the – you see the offenses struggle typically. So Charleston's not spectacular defensively, at least competition wise. They haven't had to play the toughest of schedules. Um, San Diego state's more of a lean on their defense. It's conflicting styles. One team wants to run. The other one wants to slow it down. I lean San Diego state. I don't think that this is going to be the 12 over five. So what do you have them advancing? San Diego state? Yes, you do. Okay. Um, So it sounds like, nobody's really leaning that way. Another popular upset has become the 13 over four. I don't know if I see Furman beating Virginia. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know a ton about Furman. I've seen a little bit, but I know that they're more popular of a pick than what I'm giving them credit. The people that know them like them a lot. And then Virginia is definitely that team that can lose to anybody. We saw it when they lost to the one seed because of the way that they play. If they're not able to hit shots, if they're struggling from the floor, they don't move fast, and that's not their game. Although it is, they've kind of gotten a little bit quicker this season, I feel, and have a couple more guys that can contribute to the scoring. But does anybody have Furman beating Virginia? Yes. Do you? Yeah. Do you have a reason? No, why? like you just said, like don't ask me anything about Furman. I, I think they had what twenty-seven wins this year. I mean, obviously the you know strength of their opponent is way lesser than um, than a uh, Virginia, but. It's one of those, I don't know why, but the 13 over 4 upset, I don't know. I like them. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really no no way. Don't ask yeah. me. No yeah. way, don't Jose. Don't ask me why. Like you just said, don't ask me why. I don't know I feel like them. this matchup is so similar to the, the one we just talked about. San Diego State. Yeah. 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 Because Furman and um, Shit. Charleston are very similar in the way that they yeah. play. They shoot a lot of threes, and yes. then they're going against teams that – are known for their defense it's like yeah all of a sudden if you come in and you're not making a lot of shots the reason why i favor the defensive teams because like i said you are gonna have an you're gonna have an off night at some point you have to have your defense be able to compensate for an off night so you have to be able to keep games close until some shots start to fall um yeah i don't i don't i don't see Furman winning but again i don't know about i don't know a ton about them yeah i mean look this is just my bracket I'm not. I would not put money on Furman 
on the line. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm leaning experience over yeah. anything in this game. You know, you got Kihei Clark played in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got guys like Reese Beekman, mm-hmm. right? Baton Rouge boy. Yep. Who he can take over games. He's yeah. he's proven that. He can take over games. So I feel like he's that guy. We talked about it last year. The tournament's all about, you know, guard play, rebounding guys that could take over the tournament. Yep. I think Reese Beekman is one of those guys that not not for a long period of time over yeah. six games, but in an opening round, opening weekend, I feel like he could be the guy that he could be the talk of the weekend and exactly. the guy that kinda kind of stole the spotlight a little bit no I agree um and that's why I feel like this year they have a couple more guys that can contribute whereas before it was like um who they have DeAndre Hunter like Mm -hmm. they had they had those those couple guys that are like really good size and can hit a mid-range jump shot and they'll feed it through him but now they have obviously Kihei Clark's running the offense but now they have a couple shooters around him as well and guys that can attack the basket I've just this is where I go back and forth because I feel like you have to judge a team when they played their best. And when Virginia's played their best, they can fucking beat anybody. So, but their style is so like, it's just tough. It's tough. I don't have them going to the final four. Let's put it that way. But I don't see, I don't, I don't see them losing to Furman, especially when you were the team that lost to a one seed. It's like, you now know like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're not going to fucking sleepwalk through anybody. It's the only time in the history of the tournament that somebody's lost to a one seed and it was them. So, um. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that being the thirteen over the four upset. Creighton and NC State, I think, is going to be a tougher, a closer game than uh, most are thinking. I think the public will probably be all over Creighton because NC State just got obliterated by Clemson. But I still have Creighton advancing. I feel like remember I texted you earlier this year, and I was like, Creighton can win the national championship. Yeah, might have been a little like recency bias because I was watching them fucking go nuts but they well, have they yeah. have everything you need yeah their creighton was injury yeah all like they had injuries their whole first half of oh, the season yeah. they were screwed so they go on this i mean they were preseason top definitely 10, top 10 i'm pretty top sure 10, yeah. yeah so i'm sitting there and i'm like what is going on with creighton you yeah. go back and look it's like oh my god all these guys are injured oh i kept now, i kept now that they're them. healthy i i picked them to win the uh the big east now they, they yeah. lost in the semifinals but that I mean, the, I I don't see them having a problem with NC State. I kept fucking betting them. I mean, you can see on the board right there. Yeah. I start off Creighton, Creighton under. Creighton, then I go back Creighton. to Creighton again. Three losers. Did well Culp last year in the tournament. Yeah, I think they lost a one possession game to Kansas. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Typically, I want to say McDermott doesn't do very well in the tournament. He's was, not there anymore. Oh, you're right. Shit, he's not there anymore. Yep. Um, they got Miller. Well, what round was it that? They yeah, lost yeah. Arizona. Last year? Arizona's. No, no, no. He's at Xavier. Who do they have? No, McDermott is still there. Miller's Miller, the Arizona coach that got fired because of all the shit like with Will Wade. He's at Xavier now. Oh, yeah, he is. Shit. Um No, yeah. When I texted you because they have Kalkbrenner, Big East Defensive Player of the Year, seven footer. They got Alexander. It's just they're so fucking wishy washy. Like Alexander's like Bryce Hopkins. Same style of player. He's either on fire or he's not. So, and sometimes it feels like he's not more than he is. But then they've got Nimhard, who I kind of hate. But when he's playing well, he can. I mean, he's a good point guard when he's playing well, which doesn't make any sense, I guess, because <laughs> I'm a good point guard when I'm playing well. Yeah. Um, but they have the pieces. It's about finding the team that has all the pieces that you need. Whereas, like, 
like a Purdue, for example, I don't feel like it's sustainable when you only play through Edie. I know they have a couple other guys, but they really don't. They beat Penn State by two points. Edie had 30 and 14. They scored in the 60s. And then you look at the guard play and they were a uh, lawyer or who, the other guard was 0 of 8 from the floor. So it's like you got to have other pieces to complement your main guy. Um, and I think Creighton does have those pieces. But um, all right. Nobody has NC State. No. I think this game's going to be closer than we think. I don't have them either. I have Creighton advancing, but I feel like NC State's going to get overlooked a little bit because of what just happened against Clemson. All right, Baylor in the uh, – who is it? The Gauchos? Weren't you on UCSB? Yeah, they um, almost won yeah. against Florida State two yes. years ago. Yes, um, Baylor, I have no idea what's going on with Baylor. <laughs> I really don't because they lost back-to-back games to Iowa State. They're very guard-heavy. It is not the Baylor team of old. They play no defense. So I don't have Baylor doing much in this tournament, but I don't have them losing to UCSB. Does anybody? No. No, okay. I got Baylor. I wouldn't expect. Yeah, I mean, 14 over three, I wouldn't expect it. So, okay, this next one, I have a lot of money on this one. Utah State and Missouri, 10 versus a seven. You actually, you you have ties to Missouri. Yeah. Okay. It goes back to my Fordham days. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting point guard Nick Honor. That's my guy. Yeah. Um, so I take it you're going Missouri. I I have to. I can't. <laughs> I can't not. I went and watched them last week. Yep. They uh, granted they played LSU, but yep. came back from 19 down on LSU. I mean, if I'm looking at them without Nick Honor, if I mm-hmm. if I didn't know Nick, I would still like this team in this game. But you know, having Nick on that team definitely mm-hmm. helps uh, make mm-hmm. this decision a little bit easier for me. I personally, um, I think this is a really good spot for Utah State. And I am on Utah State with the points, minus one. But I think they will win. Utah State, so they have their entire starting fives averages double digits. Uh, They shoot it 40% from the three-point line. They've got, where was Taylor Funk? Was he at Northwestern? Uh, Six-year senior. Yeah. Let's see. That sounds right. I remember they had a funk at a, when I was at Ford, and they had a funk at St. Joe's. I didn't know oh, if that was him or not. That could be it, actually. But I don't think it is. It could be. It was. No, because I'm looking at a picture of Taylor Funk right now, and the funk that I'm thinking of was a little bit chunkier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's a six-year senior, so he got his COVID year and all of that. Um, Utah State. Oh, no, he was at St. Joe's. Yeah, that is him. Yeah, okay. it sounded familiar. Um, they quietly have played a tough schedule and have done very well. Um, they have multiple guys that can score, and I lean towards that as well because somebody's going to have an off night if you have enough guys that you can run your offense through and compensate for whoever's off. Um, yeah, I mean, starting five, all averages double digits. They shoot it very well. They shoot it very well from the free throw line. Everybody's super efficient from the floor. I think this is a really good spot for Utah State. I just I, I don't know who matches up with Kobe Brown though for them. I think I mean Taylor Funk's not bad size. No. Six nine. Um and he's been he's been he's played a lot of basketball. Uh, but then they've got an, they've got two six nine seniors in the starting five. So they don't have a dominant like like overpower you amount of size, but they're Big enough, and then their six man is um, 
a seven foot one senior. So Trevin Dorius. So I don't know. That's just me personally. I think this is a that's one of my bigger bets of the week. I think Utah State's in a very good spot. And I mean the line represents that. They're favored. So do you what did you have? You have Missouri? No, I well, on my phone I had Missouri on here. I had Utah State. So oh, yeah. clearly I don't which one gets I'm conflicted. Uh, I'm gonna go with Utah State. All right. All right. What did you have? Mizzou. Yeah. Okay. Um Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You, I, you said Utah State had a quietly tough schedule? Yeah, they they I can try to pull it up. Um I don't because we know what we're getting with actually, do. dude. I'm not even signed into what I need to be signed into. Um, let's see. I'm looking at their strength of schedule right now. Let's see. At least I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. Uh, strength of schedule overall, 56th rated yeah. strength of schedule. Yeah. Uh, so for a Mountain West team, I, I deem that as not bad. And honestly, if I remember seeing it correctly, I don't know if they're just holding the Mountain West to a high regard. Um, a lot of their strength of schedule, like a lot of the teams like well, Boise, yeah, Boise State, San Diego SD, State. Yeah, they yeah. got a few teams in the tournament. So Yeah. Yeah, no, they typically do. They had four last year, and I think they were they all, all out. Sucked. Yeah. yeah, they were all out like day I one. I big on the Mountain West. <laughs> I lost big, too. Um. Yeah, I just feel like this is a good spot for Utah State. I do. So uh, we will see what happens there. But all right, so no major upsets other than Joseph has Furman over Virginia. Um, nobody else had a, an upset in that uh, that region. So we'll just go. We'll go down to Purdue's. We'll go to the east. Um, Did we do uh, West Virginia, Maryland? Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, let's talk that. So that's. The eight and nines, that's why I was just saying. These games, you feel like, ah, if you don't have them winning in the next round, they don't really matter, but they do. So if we're doing three brackets, personally, I think I'm picking the same eight and nine for at least two, maybe even all three. That might be dumb. Could be It could be risky if I go 0 and 4, and then I'm just bottom of the barrel, all three brackets. Yeah, I'm not sure what the best way to do it is. But I, I, Part least, of me wants to say the best way is to vary later on. Yeah. No, that's what I feel like. So, like, if you do do decent in the first rounds, you still have, like, let's say you're yeah. the three champions are still alive, like, in the Sweet 16 and the in yeah. the lead eight. And it gives you more more leeway to where when you're going in the second weekend, you can have all your brackets still alive, yeah. and then it allows you to – you can take a hit, and then, okay, maybe you still have two going in. Whereas, like, yeah, these, these one-point games, I feel like I'm leaning towards just – Doing the research, yeah. seeing what I think, and then just going consistent with all of them. Yeah, and that's then how if I feel. you if you do well, then great. Now you have all three brackets kind of ahead of the curve because most people are going to fluctuate. And it's like you either roll the dice and try to go four and zero with the risk of going zero and four, or you just basically guarantee yourself two and two, and then you've got one bracket above the rest. It really only makes a difference if you have that eight nine advance into the Sweet Sixteen, yeah. the Elite Eight. Yeah, you know you're not you're not going to lose like a stupid amount of points. On and, one on one of these games, and I do, well. I do have an eight, upsetting a one in the second round. Okay, which we will get to. Um, but there's a reason behind it too, so you'll have to take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, I have it. I have one too. I bet I know. No. I bet it's probably <laughs> no. I don't think not the same. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, okay, so do you have a lean, Maryland, West Virginia? No, I, 
I'm oh. I'm just going after Bob Huggins. Like yeah. I'm, I'm putting West Virginia. I've watched more of their games this year. Uh-huh. Joe Tucson, I think, is a is a good point guard who can control the game. He was at Iowa, right? At Iowa, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched. I watched <laughs> he's from he's from the uh, he's from the Bronx. So I I watched him in the city championship. I've always liked him. Yeah. Uh, no, he plays hard. Plays good he defense. He just fucking gets in and does dumb shit sometimes. <laughs> and, he, and a lot of times with the Iowa with the with the Murray brothers and uh in um Garza, he would come in and do some shit that I'm like, yeah. God damn. They just w- had so many other guys that could shoot. It was like. Pass I wanted the damn guy <laughs> yeah. that could shoot to but, be shooting. But he's it. one of those like he can get hot, and when he's hot, it's it's it. I don't know. He, he plays with a lot of energy though. No, yeah, sure. and I always like that. I like the he he's super good defensively, and he plays hard. Um, it just it's like every time I say every time it's they just stick out in my brain because it it was just at the worst time at that particular time. But it was like when you don't need a turnover, I felt like he was doing something reckless a little bit. Um, I was trying to think there was somebody. Oh, Kirk Creesa for Arizona. What the fuck is wrong with Kirk Creesa, dude? Somebody was uh, explaining it, and it, it had me dying laughing. They're like, yeah, he'll they're like, he'll pass it to a wide-open teammate. He'll rail a three. Creesa's hyping up the crowd, going crazy. He'll come back down, throw a ball off his teammate's head, and like he, like, he always does something fucking, and he does. Like, he'll throw an alley-oop over the backboard. It's like there's just these certain players that are a little too reckless. He when he's on, if he if he goes into this tournament and is playing the best he's played this year, Arizona probably wins the championship. They're that they have that much talent, but he just oh you going no huh? We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. He just is so fucking reckless that it's like, and he'll get texts because he'll start talking shit, and that's what they were saying. Like his teammate dunks it on somebody, and he's talking shit to the bench like. I don't know. It's like part of me likes it. I, I like the guys that talk and back it up. But yeah, he just he'll do some he'll do some wild shit sometimes too. So there's certain players out there that that just do that. Um, I I don't have a strong lean on the eight nine uh, between Maryland and West Virginia. I currently have Maryland. I think uh, both of these teams were inconsistent. Both went, both showed flashes of looking solid. Um. I was looking at. I, I just felt like I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have anything. Um, it's, who who it's, are you going with? I'm leaning Maryland because they're getting two, right? Yeah, yeah. So that played that played a role in it for sure. Um, and I don't like another a ten guy. This is the first game. Is it? Uh, yeah, I know. So we got to bet it. No, you I know. Bet every game in the tournament. Well, we <laughs> we always bet the first one though, and that's uh, I never do well. For real, for real. So, I would say, <laughs> don't I don't say know. That again. I don't know. I, I just feel like I feel like Maryland has more options in terms of scoring, um, but I, I don't have a strong lean on it. So, if y'all do, certainly. I mean, West Virginia is not bad. They just, I don't know. Do you have a lean? Anything? No. Because I don't want to lose the I first still don't game. Know I'm gonna take yeah. I don't want to lose the first game. But <laughs> I, I was don't, hoping. Yeah. It's someone all, else had a hard lean. I was just gonna follow him. Oh God! I like. Is it Pee Wee Reese? I like him. I feel like they've they've got guys. But I'm what, going Maryland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I also think that now granted the Big Ten's no cakewalk either. Yeah. But. 
the that Big Twelve this year was just oh, it's ridiculous. a gauntlet. Yes. It, it was just ridiculous. It is. It's a gauntlet. It, it and and we see it with the Big Ten as well as the Big Twelve, where it's like these teams just beat the shit out of each other all year, uh, and it seems like the Big Ten kind of cannibalizes themselves a little bit more. I think the Big Twelve is better um, in terms of like their best is typically always solidified in the tournament, but you've got like Michigan in the big 10, which is like one of those teams that has a ton of talent. What are you, what is your thoughts on that? I think Jawan Howard should be fired. I, I mean, I don't watch enough Michigan basketball to have like a legitimate opinion, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, the records speak for itself. Yeah. I mean, like he, he has arguably one of the best players in the country this year. Yeah. It can't do anything with him. Like and he's a big man himself. You would ex- kind of expect him to. Yeah figure out how to get his guy going. Now, he had some games where he got going, but it was never consistent this year. The amount of times that I saw them in a late-game situation, and it worked in the, in the what was it against Indiana? It's just a prayer three from Dickinson. They're down two, and it's like they draw up no play. Yeah, they did that shit against... Um... It was it was like their most re- one of their most recent games. Who'd they end up losing to? Was it Penn State? It was Wisconsin, or I, I don't know. Who I it think was. it, it was might Wisconsin. be, yeah. But I was like, "What the hell was that?" I was like, "There was a lot of time for them to draw up a play, and then yeah. they just said like their big guy shooting a three. I was like, yeah. "Why is they, he, have, they were down one? I was like, "Why is he shooting a three? Yeah. No, but dude, that's why I told you when we were talking about it. Him and Jet Howard should have been one of the best one-two combos. And then the other guy, Buffkin, Buffkin, and then they've got um, a decent enough point guard, Doug, but it's spelled like D U G. Oh. Something weird, like Dig Dug. Um, <laughs> he he can be a capable point guard. I don't know. I just feel like they had a lot of talent, and they just they just consistently have been underachieving. So I don't think Jawan Howard's. I, I don't think he's a good coach. I, that's late game situations where it's like call a fucking timeout. He won't draw something up. He won't. His out of bounds plays are terrible. It, it it's just seems like not much is going into it. It's like he's coaching it like it's the NBA, but it's not. So I don't know. I mean, that's a segue. I think Juwan Howard should be fired. He's just pissed me off so much this year, dude. <laughs> Michigan is not in the tournament. Um, but, yeah, in terms of the 8-9, I'll probably take Maryland. I don't know. If somebody comes out with something crazy, I'll certainly flip because I don't want to lose the first game. But I don't have a strong lean either way. If it wasn't the first game, I probably wouldn't bet it. But, like you said, we have to. So, do you have a uh, lean either way, Joseph? No. All West right. West Virginia, though. All right, so we'll move down to East, the East uh, region. I guess, does anybody see a one seed losing? No. Okay, I didn't think so, but nobody saw it in 2019, too, or 18. Um, Memphis FAU, which I think is quietly going to be a really, really good game. Yeah. Memphis is so wishy-washy night and day, like you don't know what you're going to get. Um. I lean Memphis, but I also don't know a ton about FAU. I know they can score the ball very well. That's about it. Yeah, they're good. So, is anybody taking FAU? No. It's another no. one of those like I this Mem- whole this whole this whole This is going to be chaos, dude. Chaos. It, it, it Memphis just beat Houston obviously, but it was that it was without Sasser. Houston was down 20 plus, I want to say, and then they cut it to like a 4-point game in the second half came out and started really putting it on Memphis in the second half, and then Memphis held on and pulled away there late. I will say this, though. They played in the regular season with Sasser. I want to say Sasser had to hit a game winner. I don't know if it was Sa- – it was Shed. 
I was watching it in Whole Foods. I texted you. I said, that was good because me and Nick have futures bets on Houston. And I was like, we want Houston to maintain a one seed. And that was like, that was a couple weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Within the last month. But yeah, you're right. They did. They He hit a game winner at the buzzer. And um, So they can compete. I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll compete with Houston at their at their strongest. Yep. I, That's a good point. Once again, I don't know enough about FAU to for me to say, hey, yeah, I want to take them. So yep. They're 31 and 3, right? Yes. They were undefeated for a long time, they were, if I remember correctly. The Conference USA is not that bad. North Texas is over there, right? Yeah. UAB um, and Jelly. Yeah, and uh, who they have Eric Gaines now UAB, which I was hoping UAB would make the tournament oh, yeah. so oh, we could see him play. Yeah, LSU really? Yep. Wait, UAB didn't? Oh, they lost. No, the yeah, they lost to um. Right, 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 right. They're playing right now. FAU against, uh, Southern Miss. Yeah, so I would lean Memphis, but I think it's 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 pretty close. Yeah, I'm going Memphis though, but this is going to be such a tough game. Yeah, it's pretty. Not going to. It's probably pretty close. not betting this game. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't advise it. Um, no, I mean, if we're talking about rankings, um, if you want to go into, like, Ken Palm rankings, they got FAU over TCU, Kentucky, Indiana. Dude, they are low as shit on Indiana. They got Indiana 30th. Um, yeah. I would lean Memphis, but it's going to be close. So this one, 12 over 5, is one of the most interesting 12 over 5s. Probably be a very popular one as well. Duke and Oral Roberts. Does anyone have Oral Roberts beating Duke? Negative. No, you do. Um, I think it's a really, a really interesting matchup because Duke's best player, Filipowski, Oral Roberts has the Arkansas transfer, Vanover, over seven feet tall. And then Oral, Oral Roberts probably is the best scorer in the tournament in Abesmus or Absmus, however you pronounce it. He was on the team with um, who was the he went to Texas Tech, O'Bannon or O'Banner? O'Banner, yeah, or yeah, one, of, yeah, it's O'Banner, it's one of those, it's O'Banner. So when Oral Roberts upset Ohio State, it was O'Banner and Absmus. Uh, so Absmus is back, traded O'Banner for Vanover, who can protect the rim, can score. I think they match up well in terms of you've got Roach for Duke, you've got Absmus for Oral Roberts, Filipowski, and then Vanover. And then quietly as well for Oral Roberts, I can't remember his name. They have another guy who shoots the lights out of the ball. So let me see. In the line, I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm taking Oral Roberts plus six and a half. I don't have them pulling off the upset in this. So all I'm giving you is my number one bracket. My number one bracket is what I think is going to happen. Um, I say it every year. My the The best judge of how I did in the tournament is based off of my number one bracket. So I don't have Oral Roberts completing the upset, but I will have them covering the spread. Oral Roberts has, well, one, they just shoot it very well altogether as a team, but it's Isaac McBride. Shoots it 41% from the three-point line. But then they, I mean, Abmus is 38%. As a team, they're 37%. So they can shoot it. They have size down low. I think it's a bad matchup for Duke. I think Duke is playing well enough down the stretch and they started off poorly but they finished the season very well i think they'll be able to hold yeah, on i think they've won i mean the 26 and 8 and they did so not start well many games in a row Nine, yeah. eight, something acc is weak this year but they're playing well so i don't think they pull complete the upset but i'm definitely i'm taking oral roberts plus six and a half yeah i got oral roberts winning 
I mean, you can see this it. is a tough. This is why I say the East is hard because you go look at like who these two. They're gonna play a Tennessee team next. It's like if mm-hmm. Duke does win, it's like Duke realistically can beat Tennessee. Then bam, it's like a team that you had out in the first round is in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I have UL beating Tennessee. Do you really? <laughs> do you really? The point. Yeah, I do. I do. UL can score the ball. Dalcourt, Jalen Dalcourt. Yes, I've I've been watching it. I mean, he went to Karen Crow right up the road from where I'm from. I've been I've watched him for a long time. He can, he can go. Zakai Ziegler tours ACL. I just, dude, they go so they go on stretches where they can't score the ball. So, dude, UL's got a big too. That, yes, I, they have everything they need to beat them. Will they show up? And it's just hitting me right now. I had a gift for you. I completely forgot. Oh, just yeah. So uh, yeah, let me let me go ahead and unveil that. Okay. Yes. Hold on. What the hell is going on? Hold on. <laughs> let me see if it's the right one. Hold on. All right. So you All said right. <laughs> you said um that you you want cowboys making your coffee? Oh, uh, I what the thought hell? this might have something to do with it. John Wayne Coffee. Unreal, oh, oh, dude. That's specifically who you said you wanted to make your coffee. I know, sick. Because he was totally like show the camera. Manly and shout out Gold Handle Coffee. They have John Wayne. I don't know if John Wayne himself made it. <laughs> I don't know if he's on if he's alive. But I got you the uh, the grinds, and we got a we got some beans to keep oh, him in here. Dude. That nice. is cool. Very nice. He sent us a handwritten that? note. Uh, you you got to give credit to uh, to uh, my stepmom, Connie. She oh, sent it. To, she, wow. she sent me a picture of it, and I bought it within like five seconds. Nice, dude. That is sick. What are the odds? John Wayne makes coffee. You literally said you want cowboys wearing big jackets making your coffee. This might be the coffee I drink for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the luckiest coffee of all time. We could get no, no, no. That stays. Don't get that to them. I yeah. don't have a grinder. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know what you. So no Starbucks Thursday morning. Oh, I'll never go away from Starbucks. I'm okay, okay with it. Honestly, the, the person who makes my Starbucks coffee wears rainbow eyeshadow, and it tastes good. So I'm. If it that was your thing, you need cowboys and big jackets. I don't care. Just pour the coffee and let's find some winners. So. Yeah. Um, they don't, if they made cold brew, maybe, but, but what are the odds? That's why I was like, literally you said no, like John Wayne. That's why I said like magic Mike. Yeah. And you're like, no, John Wayne. Well, That's badass. John Wayne. Silhouette of him on a horse. Yeah. I mean, put, put the camera on me. This could be the start of gold handle, gold handle coffee company made by John Wayne could be the coffee of the big easy bets podcast. And so we'll send it to them. We'll see if they, uh, we'll send them the video, see if they want to sponsor. I mean, yeah, it's meant to be, they sent a handwritten note. Didn't really go into too much. I mean, they just say thank you for your support, but it is handwritten. We need to get them to write a more personalized. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I mean, if you're going to handwrite it, it's like, you can write a little bit more. You (laughs) could be like, we really appreciate you guys so much. Throw in a bag for free. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was, um, I, I had no idea John Wayne actually made coffee. Did you know that when you said no. you wanted John Wayne to make your coffee? No. Okay. Well, there you go. You'll have to try it. And if, I mean, let's put it this way. If, if you could guarantee me winners, like if like, yo, you're going to have your best tournament, dude, I would drink that coffee every day till I died. Black. However, whatever <laughs> I had matter. to do, I'd eat it. 
<laughs> I'd eat it. I'd eat, eat it. I'd eat the beans. Yeah. Um. All right. So, sounds like nobody's got FAU, but we're all in agreement that it's going to be pretty tight. Um. Duke and Oral Roberts. You do have Oral Roberts pulling off the upset. Yeah, and I have them winning two games here. Me too. I did because I have UL beating Tennessee, but but Duke. I, it's like Duke's a team. If they get past Oral Roberts, then all of a sudden the path looks a little bit easier them for even to get to the Elite Eight. Yes. So, and that's the thing, dude. Nobody, it's so hard to see a seven seed or higher going to the Final Four, but it seems to happen. So it's like, who's going to pull the trigger on a team going deep? You yeah. know? I, I I don't know. But that stat you said <clears throat> was, I think the highest seed you had was, what, 11? Going to the final four? No, it was just a seven seed or higher every year for the last since 2013 has but, made it to the but final. Since four. 2013, I think the highest seed you said that made it was 11. Well, Loyola Chicago was an 11. Okay. Jesus Christ, was an 11. UCLA was an 11. I don't think it was any higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, because Loyola Chicago was like the biggest long shot in a while with oh, uh yeah. with uh Crutwig. Um. So I'm I'm in the minority, I guess, with UL over Tennessee. Yeah. No, I can't. Uh, I, I, just, I, I'm an LSU graduate, man. I'm from Lafayette. Yeah, I, can't, I, I can't feed into the support of UL all that much. I do support him every now and then. But, but Rick Barnes sucks in the top. I also, I'm also not a fan of Bob Marlin whatsoever. Yeah, now a little bit, little bit of it is personal, but I just don't <laughs> think I don't think he's a good coach. Yeah, uh, I think you can ask a lot of people from Lafayette, and they would tell you the same exact thing. Uh, so that's. I'm leaning more coaching wise on why I got Tennessee going. Rick Barnes struggles in the tournament too, though. He, he does. Yeah. What yeah. is what is his? Let's see. I don't know if this will pull up right away, but Barnes has only made it past the Sweet 16 three times. Was uh, lost in the Sweet 16 four times in the Elite Eight twice, and only once made it to the Final Four in 2003. Wow. He has three? with who? He's 25 and 26. In the tournament. So he has a losing record. So does Bob Marlin, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm by no means, uh, I'm not a Bob smaller Marlin sa- guy. Smaller sample size. Yeah. Um, there's going to be upsets. And so I'm taking a shot here with. Who uh, UL play in the conference tournament championship? They played, give me a second. They played, was it South Alabama? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um. Okay. I'll try to pick up the pace a little bit here. Uh, Kentucky and Providence. Bryce Hopkins revenge Going game. back to Kentucky. Um, I I mean, that's what I was saying. Did Providence throw in the towel and just kind of coast to the tournament? They have guys. I think this is quietly like a pretty good matchup. You've got um, – who's the big guy for Providence? I'm drawing a blank on him. Uh, Croswell. Mm-hmm. Croswell going up against Shebway. Hopkins is obviously back. I'll just go spoiler alert here. I have Kentucky in the final four. Wow. I think Kentucky can do. Kentucky has the national player of the year from last year. Sheboy. You've got, who is it? Kaysan Wallace Reeves. You've got uh, Jacob Toppin who doesn't get enough credit. He's kind of Toppin reminds me of um, Jackson from UConn. One of those guys who can, Give you scoring output, but it's going to play good defense. It's going to rebound the ball. Can guard pretty much every position. And then you've got um, 
Wheeler, who had been battling injury, I'm pretty sure he's back. Kentucky has every piece that you need. They have guys that have been here before. They also got embarrassed at the start of their tournament last year. Not saying they're going to pull a Virginia run, but they it, it's kind of same thing. Sheboy was the player of the year, and then he's done first day. I could see Kentucky making a run. It's a tough path, though. This bottom portion of any of the quadrants, yeah, this is probably the toughest outside of like this one, and then you've got UCLA, Gonzaga, TCU, and then Boise or Northwestern. But with Marquette, Michigan State or USC, Kansas State, and then Kentucky Providence, I don't know. Kentucky, it, it's a tough path for them to get there, but I could see it. So I, needless to say, I'm taking Kentucky over Providence. Is anybody taking Providence to pull off the upset? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like you wanted to. I do, but maybe I'll put Kentucky there. I don't know. Is it because I just gave you my whole spiel on putting Kentucky in the Final Four? I mean, I'm not going to have them in the Final Four, but... Well, no, I know, but is that why you're thinking about flipping? If I do, I'm going to have to figure out the next matchup, though, too. Yeah. Um, what, them versus K-State? No, them versus Montana State. You have Kansas State losing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I honestly, I think Kansas State could be could be a candidate to lose because they're very, it's Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. A lot of their scoring output is just those two guys. If somebody has an off night, and Montana State's not bad. They just have played yeah, let me see where nobody. What are they, in the big sky? That sounds right. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I mean, you're a Kentucky guy. Do yeah. you have Kentucky winning? I do. Okay. Uh, I. Last year, you know, I was getting bombarded. John Calipari sucks. He, you know, he's a terrible coach. I, my buddy was texting me, letting me have it. Yeah, it's a legacy year for Cal. And I'm sitting there. Uh, yeah, that's and what I, I'm thinking. I Maybe he is. I thought about. <laughs> I, you know, I was sitting there last night. I was watching John Calipari's thirty for thirty, and it, I had I had Kentucky losing in the second round to Kansas mm-hmm. State, and I watched that thirty for thirty, and it just kind of reminded me. It's like John Calipari's a good. He can coach. He's a good recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a uh, he. Kentucky's got the pieces to make a run. Yeah, now, whether or not they piece it together for a full run, yeah, who knows? I do have them in the second weekend. Um, so you have, but, be- for, but for the longest time, I had them losing to Kansas State. So I don't see them making too deep of a run. Uh, so, I, I, but I think it's strictly matchup based. Like I think they just kind of got a bad end of the bracket. Yeah, I feel like. Like, to your point, I do think he's a good coach because you don't just become the guy who everybody wants to play for. Like, you don't – It's if I were to go be a, a get a job at some shit school, nobody's going to come play for me. So you have to work your way up. Where was he? Temple or wherever he the hell was. He was at UMass. In the UMass, 90s. that's what it was. So – and then he tried his hand at the NBA and all that and then came back, went to Memphis, got D. Rose, and then that kind of propelled him mm-hmm. to, okay, now people want to come play for this dude. But you have to be a good coach to get people to want to come play for you. You can be a great recruiter. That's all. That's fine and dandy, but it's not football in terms of you've got all these guys. You've got somebody else calling your plays. You've got somebody else calling your defense. Like Ed Orgeron, we all agreed, was a much better recruiter than he was a coach. It's more of a team aspect there as when it, in basketball it's different. He's fucking 
calling timeouts in certain situations. He's drawing up out-of-bounds plays. He's doing everything else. So you're not going to get these guys to come play for you. That's my point. I do think he is a good coach. And at the end of the day, he's got six Final Four appearances, yes. one with UMass, one with you know Memphis, and then yep. four with Kentucky. Yes. Now, he had some juggernauts with those Kentucky teams. and they're, That John Wall, the, DeMarcus Cousins team was – was, oh, well, they had even more than that. What, they had Patrick, uh, Patrick Patterson. Patterson. They had, they had uh, Bledsoe. Yep. They had uh, – Terrence Jones. That no, was no, no, Terrence Jones that wasn't was on that team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrence but Jones was on the That's my favorite team. team ever. Yeah, that was such a good team. That was yeah. when, yeah, John Wall's coming out oh, yeah. fucking doing the Dougie and oh, shit. Yeah, Marcus Cousins. Yes. And, yeah. yeah, no. So that was, Blood he's had a, too. he's they had, had, they had five guys drafted in the first round yes. that year. Right? It was stupid. He's had a lot of really good teams that have underachieved. Um, obviously with Anthony Davis, they won, they won the national championship. Nobody was beating that Kentucky no, team. No, yeah. Nobody David Davis had a horrible night from the floor too, but he just took over defensively and was blocking everything at the rim. I think that this is going to, like, if your buddies want to chirp you, this would be the year. If he fucks up, if he loses first round to Providence, it's a bad look now. Because because oh, uh, yeah, Wallace agree. is going to probably be a lottery pick. Reeves is one of the best shooters in the tournament. And then you have Sheboy down low, who's not playing as well as he did last year. But he was the national player of the year last year. So... They have plenty of guys who can take over a game, and then they have that guy that they can go to when it's like, okay, shit's hitting the fan. We need a bucket. Feed Sheboy down low. Post, yeah. And then they're going to be able to protect the rim and play decent enough defense. He just has to stay out of foul trouble. This right. is one of those I'm judging the team on when I saw them playing their best. Kentucky can go as far as they want to go if if they show up. So that's the trick is figuring out which team's going to show up. So, yeah, I have – spoiler alert, I have Kentucky in the Final Four. And they fucked us last year, and I'm hoping it's not <laughs> going to happen again. Um, but, all right, so Kansas State, Montana State. You're taking Montana State? Yeah. Do you have a reason? Um, yeah, I guess we – let me see. Looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some notes right there. Yep. Oh, well, this is more of like a bet against Kansas State, like you were saying. Um, and then Mon- Montana State defensively, they, they have some length, I think. Mm-hmm. Kansas State has a big turnover problem, so it's like it's kind of a favorable matchup for Montana State. Yep. Yeah. So I'm definitely betting Montana State plus eight, plus eight and a half, whatever it is, and I think this is one of the upsets that I guess surprise people. I like that actually. It getting eight points or giving eight points. Um or no, I'm sorry, getting eight points. Um yeah, I felt like Kansas State was kind of faded towards the end. They were doing very well in the beginning of the year, kind of faded down the stretch. Um, but I've been saying they are – I bet against them and lost a couple times too because I do feel like when your entire offense is run through Keontae Johnson, 18 points a game, seven rebounds, leads the team in both, and then you have Marquise Noel who will jack up threes. Very good assist-to-turnover ratio, um, or at least very good um, assist per game. He was like top five in the country for a while. Averages nearly eight assists a game. It's just, if if Keontae Johnson gets in foul trouble, he gets two fouls in the first five minutes, he's now sitting for the first half, and your game plan kind of goes out the window. And now Montana State has life. But they do they do have, like you said, they have length. They have they shoot the ball fairly well. Um, but, I mean, battle's giving you nearly 18 points a game. And they've got size down low. So... I don't hate that bet at all. I'm not picking them to pull off the upset, but I wouldn't be shocked. But that's the thing. It's going to happen. So there are going to be upsets. It happens every year. No one saw Kentucky losing first round. No one saw 
not to throw your championship down the fucking drain, but nobody saw Iowa losing first round. Um, those were the two biggest was ones, it, obviously. Uh, when North Texas won. And I called that. Yes, it was North. Te- <laughs> <laughs> it was North Texas. Um, no, that's how good of a fuck. That was 2019, right? That yeah, was they a were year. good. That shows, dude. We had like a fucking yeah, 20, Cinderella 20, run yeah. because you had them. I had um, the dude. I think it was Jason Green. The Lamelo Ball comparison. It was uh, Ohio. The Bobcats. They yeah. upset. Oh no no. Uh, Preston's. Uh, his. I think his last name is Preston. He's playing for the Clippers right now, right? Is it Jason Preston? I'm going to look it up right now. I thought it was something around along those lines. But, yeah, he's, like, very comparable to, to LaMelo Ball. Um, but, yeah, we picked that upset. You had North Texas. We had um, – there was another one. I can't remember who it was. But, dude, we just fucking incredible run. And that was our first tournament because COVID yeah. fucked it up since we've been doing the podcast. So this is technically our third we're on four football seasons, three March Madnesses. Um, yeah, Jason Preston was his Jason name. Preston. Yeah, no, and that's what I was big on them. He played very well. Um, like he's like one of those, at least in college, he was like a triple double guy, uh, could kind of do everything. So yeah, no, and then North Texas was a great pick. I remember that came down to the wire too. That was when we were at the IP. Yeah, yeah, and then they almost won the next round too. Yeah, because I had him all the way to the Elite Eight. Yeah, he got us kicked out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard the stories last nice, year. Too. Yep. Yep. Um, well, do y'all have any, like, speaking of these smaller teams, do y'all have any teams like that this year? Like, is Montana State a team like that this year for you? See, I haven't seen, like, I was watching North Texas in the conference championship, and that's in their tournament, and I was like, wow, this team, you know. And then they kind of had a favorable matchup that year. Um. I but mean, no, I haven't seen Montana State play yet. Of all the three seeds, I think Kansas State's the most vulnerable. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's just because they they rely on two guys. So really one guy to do the all the legwork, and I feel like that's not a good recipe. So, um, But, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to – I currently don't have Montana State pulling off the upset, but I don't, I don't dislike the points there. Um, do either one of y'all have Kansas State losing? No. All right. Michigan State, USC, 7 over 10. I'm going with Michigan State. I like Izzo. Izzo is a fucking great coach in March and typically in February as well when it's time to get his team going. He typically does. But Andy Enfield is very good in postseason play as well. So, um, But Michigan State can lean on their defense, and they, they shoot the ball okay enough. Um, I'm going to go with the Spartans. But I think this is going to be – this is going to be a good game. This one's going to come down to it. And I wouldn't be shocked if USC wins. Yeah. I don't know if this will be one of my bets that I give out, but I have Michigan State advancing. Okay. Does anybody, do you have USC? No, I have Michigan State. Okay. What about you? Yeah, it's hard to go against Tom Izzo. Yeah. It, 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 yeah it's just what it comes down to. Andy Enfield is a good coach. He was the Florida Gulf Coast coach, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever uh, they kept fucking throwing alley-oops on everybody. Bob City. Yep. Um, do you, you have Michigan State as well? Yeah. All right. Marquette and Vermont. Um, obviously I'd be, I don't see anybody picking Vermont, but what is it? The Catamounts? They're not bad. They were in it last year. I I loved Vermont last year. Yeah. I forget when they played Arkansas in the first round. And I think they like, yep. it was a five and a half yeah. spread. They yep. covered it at yep. the end that they, they were in that game, the whole game and just Marquette. I think I was on so, Vermont as well. Marquette's yeah. just playing so well right now. Yeah. No Marquette. They have so many different guys that can score. That's just a bad match. That's just yeah. a bad first round matchup. Yeah. All right, so everybody's pretty much in agreement there. All right, let's go to uh, the Midwest, Houston. Uh, so we'll get to 
Houston's going to be one of my plays in terms of betting. We'll get to that at the end. Uh, eight and nine, Iowa and Auburn. You got a team that can score. You got a team that can defend in Auburn. Um, I'm going to go Iowa, but goddamn McCaffrey fucking lets me down all the time. So, but Fran McCaffrey, that was legendary when he just stared at the ref. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Then people were trying to like get him fined and shit. Yeah, I know. Um, is anybody taking Auburn? Yeah, I am. Y'all are? I really have no, I haven't really watched either of these teams much this year. I'm going based on the spread. Yeah. That, I, I I don't know anything else about them, so I'm just going I don't have Vegas on this one. Yeah, I don't have, um, I'm not passionate about either way in terms of, like I'm not going to look at you like y'all are crazy for taking. This game's Auburn. not going to make or break your bracket. No. No, I, I, if, if, if somebody has either one of these teams winning, in the uh, against Houston in the second round, Godspeed. But I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, the, it's just Auburn. They still have who is it? Katie Johnson, and then the point guard who shoots it from literally the fucking logo. Um, the little short guy yes. still plays for now. Yes, yeah, he does. and when he's on, he's on. But yeah. he will fucking shoot it from the logo. But remember, they were and like Katie Johnson's kind of a wild card. Well, like he goes that. fucking yeah, nuts. He's like. But he'll like but he'll take the ball and yes. do whatever he wants. Wendell he'll. Green, Wendell Green, Katie Johnson's the one who'll like he'll go down and he'll get like an and one layup and he'll be like let's fucking go. But he'll do it for like thirty five seconds. So <laughs> you're like okay, <laughs> relax. Like he does it for so he's long. Got a free throw to go shoot. My yeah, ball. no, literally, <laughs> yeah. he does. Like, dude, I'm telling you, there was one time where it was like he didn't get fouled. He the was game going back will still on still Yes, and he's like yelling <laughs> yeah. at the crowd. I'm like, this dude is a fucking psychopath. Like, I feel like he seizes up and like can't stop. Uh-huh. So they're like, just let him go. Let him go. We're playing four and five for a second. Um, I'm going to go Iowa. I have a, I, we apparently have a thing with Iowa. Yeah, Are I'm you going Iowa? <laughs> yeah, we can't, can't help. I can't it. go back to, I go back to Kentucky. I can't go back to Iowa. I loved sure. Iowa so fucking much when they had Garza and they had Murray. If Murray would have. CJ Frederick was yes, on the team. Dude, yes. They had some shooters. Uh, there was another one too. I know. Um, see, it was CJ Frederick and the guy, he stayed there last year. He was on the team last year. Yes. Um, I'm drawing a blank, but no, they had guides around. Bohannon. Bohannon, yes. Yep. He was another one. I think he I think was all-time either point score or three points made. Yeah, he was. But he was one of those, like, when he was on, he was fucking on. Mm-hmm. And if you could have him on with Garza getting you 20 and 10 down low. Dude, I had an Iowa bracket that year. I was like, Iowa, this is Iowa's fucking chance. And then McCaffrey shits the bet again, dude. So he he struggles in the tournament. Um. All right, Miami and Drake. This is one of the 12 over fives for me. Miami's big man is hurt. I don't know if he's going to be able to go. If he is, he's not going to be 100%. Um, I think that this is going to be, I want to say the spread dictates that as well. I don't, yeah, it's two two and a half. Yeah. yeah I like, it's the shortest I like 12 well. and five spread. Yeah. I think that this, so I've been, I bet on Miami multiple times. Um, I bet them when they played Pitt, they were up like 20 at halftime and then Pitt came back and fucking won the game or at least covered. They might not have won, but they made it like, a one possession game. Miami has a defense problem. So Isaiah Wong is one of the best players in the country. He can take the tournament over. We saw it last year. I was big on Miami. I had him going to the sweet 16. Larinaga is a good coach. He typically has his team ready in postseason play, but I think that this is a really good spot for Drake. So that is going to be my, uh, that's going to be my 12 over five. One of the ones that I endorse. So, I'm with you on that. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think another component that goes into that pick is that Drake has the, what is it, the oldest average team in this yep. tournament. Yep. 
now they might not have tournament experience, but they have a lot of college basketball experience yep. underneath their belts on that team. So, and once again, that big the big dude out from Miami, Omir doesn't yeah Omir doesn't help him. Yeah, if he I, doesn't I see play, this, and look, I'm looking at Ken Palm right now. Drake's the 44th ranked defensive team in the country. Like yep. they can defend. Yep. Yeah, and that's like I've been preaching this entire episode. That's a big deal for me, especially when you're going up against a team that is fucking not that good on defense and will make your life a little bit easier on the offensive side. I think it's a good matchup for Drake, especially if Omir's out. He's their third leading scorer at nearly 14 points a game, and he's their leading rebounder at basically 10 rebounds a game. So, I'm looking at this stat. This solidified my pick for me. Offensive rebound yep. efficiency, third in the country. For Drake? Yeah. Okay. Take the take the big kid out of the Run equation from Miami. Yep. yep. You got to imagine that they're going to be crashing the boards hard and getting second, third chance opportunities. Yep, I agree. Um, and, and, and same thing, if we see – typically – we see shooting struggles in the first round, first couple rounds of the tournament. Miami does shoot the ball very well, nearly 37% as a team. But if they come out and they're off a little bit and this guy's out and makes life easier for Drake, I just I think it's a good spot for Drake. I think there, there's more than likely there's going to be at least one 12 over a five. This is my one currently. So what about what about y'all two? What are you thinking? Yeah, I got Drake. But I got three twelves over five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, we've seen it. It happened. Uh, I wrote it down. It happened in 2019. Okay. Um, what are you what are you taking? Miami? You about to flip? So the big guy's out? We don't know. He's hurt. He he's questionable. So if he plays, he might Yeah, I'm gonna Thursday or I'm gonna switch game. up. It is a it's the seventeenth. It's not giving me a day on it though. Seventeenth is Friday. Friday. Yeah, definitely yeah. give me Drake. I'm not going to be the only one taking Miami here. It's a twelve five matchup. I only have one. I'll make this one my second. If Drake wins, man, we're going to look so fucking smart. Everybody <laughs> at the table, uh, Miami wins by twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't say if he's out or not, which they're not going to say, but it's an ankle injury. So, yeah, I mean. Even yeah. if he does try to yeah. come back 100% not yeah. healthy. Right. Yeah, and all, all it takes is one fucking misstep, and, and then he's he's out again. Drake is probably your best bet in terms of a 12 over 5. The the betting line dictates that. So uh sounds like we have a consensus at the table. All right, a 13 and a 4, Indiana and Kent State. Does anyone have Kent State pulling off the upset? No, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, is Xavier Johnson done for the year? I know there was speculation that he could potentially come back for postseason play. Let me see. Xavier Johnson close to returning for IU. Wait, did he come back? And I didn't know. It's certainly possible. Um, uh, I'm, so that was in late February. They said he was close. So I don't think he was I literally back. I just typed in Xavier Johnson update. Yep. It says Xavier Johnson out for season will pursue medical hardship. That was that had to have been way earlier in the year. Because this medical says hardship. I don't think you can get that until <clears throat> January. This says February 16, thousand twenty three. He was close to returning for IU. Uh, March third, Xavier Johnson's status remains uncertain. Said senior point guard Xavier Johnson hasn't practiced a lot yet, but he's and he's unsure if he'll be able to play in the regular regular season finale. So did they? Maybe they just came out and when was that posted? Uh, so I'm clicking on the article right now. Let's see. That was March fourth. Okay, then that was they. Yeah, that's. Oh, there you go. Yep, I see it. Indy Star. Um. Yep. 
Yeah, so he's not coming back. Honestly, he's kind of a shitbag. So <laughs> he can't shoot, and he turns it over a lot, but he's another one of those guys that it's like they can – he can get hot, and then if he can – Jackson Davis needs help. I was about to say. but He's fucking really like him, good. Though. He's really, really good. If he could get a little bit of help, because who'd they just play? Penn State? He went crazy. Like yeah. 30 yeah. and 15. Yeah, they lost by four. But yeah. He went all <clears throat> but they were down big. That's what you're saying. They made, yeah, they, and they, they came clawed back. like all the way back. They had, and a, had three. a chance at the end. They yeah. had a three to tie. Yeah, Jalen Hood Shafino played horrible. Um, yeah, no, I'm taking Indiana. And I'm going to be completely honest. I have Indiana beating Drake. So, yeah. Indiana, that was the whole big thing. Like, Jackson Davis came back. They had high, high hopes this year, big expectations. Um, I think. We could see, I could see Indiana getting in the Sweet 16. I don't see them going much further than that. But they're one of those teams, if they can get some shots to fall, you have Jackson Davis, who's dominant down low. He can protect the rim. Uh, who's it, Trace Thompson? He's hit or miss. But if he can complement Jackson Davis, they have the capabilities. So I, I, I don't have uh, Kent State pulling off the upset in this one. Nobody else does, right? No. All right. Um, is this game in play currently? Yeah. Uh, we just started. Did it? Or it's about to. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, obviously the 11 play in is Mississippi State and Pitt. Uh, they will be taking on Iowa State. I tentatively just have Iowa State in currently advancing. I don't love Iowa State, though. See, I like them a lot. Do you? I do. I, it Kalsher's good. And then, is it Brockington? Yeah. Well, you just no, said no, no, they wait, beat uh, someone twice, huh? Uh, yeah, they beat Baylor twice, which Baylor was twice? definitely impressive. I, I like Baylor. Thing is, I think I want to say Baylor was up. 10 early in that second half mm-hmm. in the I guess it was the quarterfinals for the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. Uh they were up 10 and they ended up winning they outscored them by 23 from that point mm-hmm. on. I mean they ended up very good everybody. very good defensively. Jaron Holmes is a guy that That's I've been wa- I've been watching for he he was him and Oshun Oshuni were at St. Bonaventure mm-hmm. as freshmen whenever I was at Fordham. So I've got I've had a chance to kind of watch them kind of grow up in in college basketball. Uh, Oshuni comes off the bench if I'm not mistaken, but Jaron Holmes is a dude that he took over that game against Baylor. He he can him and Kalsher yep. can take over games. Yeah, I mean they're top ten defensive efficiency, so they can. That's what I've been preaching. So they can lean on their defense if they can get. Um, I mean we saw it. They played LSU. And same thing, kept it close. And then towards the end, they hit, I think it was Hunter, who was now, is he with Texas now? Um, the guard. He was the one who got hot towards the end and pulled and ended up sealing the deal, the deal against LSU. I want to say yeah, Tyrese Hunter or yeah. something like that. I think he's with Texas now. Um, yeah, I mean, I have, I have Iowa State advancing. So, But Mississippi State and Pitt are not bad. That's yeah. honestly a really good matchup. I have Mississippi State winning. Well, they got to win first. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You haven't winning again. <laughs> they might not even win tonight. I know. I have to put uh, – I'll just go with Iowa. So you're going to lose right there. <laughs> and then Pitt's going to go to the Elite Eight. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Pitt's not bad either. They have a bunch of guys that have been there for a while. Uh, Xavier and Kennesaw State, I don't have I don't have them pulling off the upset. So I have Xavier. Everybody around the table as well? Yeah. Okay. Texas A&M, Penn State, we were talking about it. It's going to be a very good matchup. Two similar styles, um, but Penn State shoots it better. A&M has the advantage defensively. Penn State shoots it better from the outside, but they shoot it much better on their home court than they do away, which most teams do as well. But 
sometimes there can be a, a glaring difference. So I lean A and M. I feel like A and M is going to come into this one disrespected, being a seven seed. Um, I mean, super super efficient defensively. So let's see, they are well. Not if you ask Kim Pom. <laughs> I was about to say they're thirtieth thirtieth best offense and thirty seventh best defense, which is interesting. I would assume, dude, if you watch them, they're pretty fucking good defensively. Dude, they kind of they kind of ran through the SEC. I yeah. will say this though, they did lose to Mississippi State. Would that be is that the same side? No. Mm, no, no. Uh, well, yeah, no, if they well, get yeah, to if the they, Sweet, Sweet Sixteen. 16. But uh, yeah, I mean, they kind of ran through the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were the ones last year. They were the ones last year they had, which is crazy that they're a seven seed. They were the ones last year that they weren't already in the tournament. They had to win the conference championship, and they got to the final, and and it was a pretty close game, yeah, and they lost. Now, this year, they got to the final again, but they were already in. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to take A&M there. I wouldn't be shocked to see Penn State. They have a lot of guys. They have Lundy. They have Pickett. They have – there's another one, too. Yeah. What's his name? He shoots a three really well. He's been there for, I think, I want to say he's a senior. Uh, they have multiple guys who can shoot it. None of, but the thing is, they lack size. So, mar- yeah. marble for AM should be able to have a relatively substantial advantage on the boards, definitely. But he was giving them pretty good minutes against Alabama. Alabama was just too much to handle. Marble ended up getting into foul trouble. So, I'm going to lean AM there. Is anybody taking Penn State? <coughs> no. No, but it was like so close. I wrote down Penn State and scratch him out. Yeah. What is the uh, what is the line at? That's got to be a close one. Um, let me see. I would assume it's close. Probably a And M two and a half. Let's see. I might be able to pull it up. Honestly, I felt like we were dragging behind. We're only at an hour twenty, so we're not doing too bad. Say last year we were at pushing like two hours. At yeah. this point, we were like, all right, we got to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, we're not doing too bad. Um. I don't know why I can't find it. I don't know why I can't find it. Oh, there it is. Uh, A&M's three and a half point favorites. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I would I would lean A&M there. But at three and a half, there might be some value there taking a, taking a peek at Penn State. But in terms of advancing, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go A&M. So, all right, Texas and Colgate. Colgate's another – they were in it last year, popular team. Um, I would assume they shoot it well. They shot it well last year. Kind of a bad draw, in my opinion, with Texas. Yeah. Um, I think Texas is very good with or without Chris Beard. Um, yeah, they were the number one three-point shooting team last year. They're the number one three-point shooting team this year. Yep. The number one effective field goal percentage. I mean, they literally have all the tools on the offensive side of the ball. Now, defensively, I, I mean, 231st-ranked yeah. defense. But they got the tools on offense to – maybe pull off an upset they're Mm -hmm. just running into texas who's playing on fire right now yeah i'm trying to look texas is perimeter defense is not actually not that spectacular apparently um but overall i mean they're they're a very good defensive team um yeah i mean i think that more people will pick colgate than they probably should um just because they were that team. It, it was either last year or two years ago, and it could have been all three for all I know. Uh, but they've been a popular a popular pick. Apparently, is Texas' perimeter defense not that good? Because I don't see – oh, there they are. They're 149th in the nation in terms of three-point percentage de- defensively. Um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, nobody has Colgate pulling an upset, right? Okay. Um, all right, we go to the – 
West. We also said that about Kentucky last year. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It is going to year. fucking I, I, happen. Or Roberts last uh, against two Ohio years State. ago, and yep. then uh, St. Peter's. I remember Michigan State was a two seed. I want to say within the last five years, they lost to somebody as well. Um, for some reason, I was always big. Didn't Back- Texas get bounced early last year? Or fairly early? Texas. All I remember. Did, they played Virginia Tech in the first round, I believe, last year. I want to say they won that game. All I remember is because they said Rick Barnes, his postseason record is not good. I just remember, was it Albany? It was a purple team. And this fucking big white dude hits a half-court buzzer beater to beat Texas. And it just broke my heart because yeah. I had Texas going deep. Texas beat Virginia Tech and then lost to Purdue in the second round. Okay. All right. Uh, we go to the West. Kansas is taking on Howard. Nobody's going to have Kansas losing that. Uh, one of the better – I mean, all the eight and nine matchups are good in this one. Arkansas and Illinois. I have Arkansas. I think, uh, I think Nick Smith is a guy who can take the tournament over. Arkansas is – Outside shooting is a problem, but you've got the Mitchell brothers down low from Rhode Island transferred over. So you've got size down low. You've got the glue guys that you need. The guy who looks like he he's bald. He looks like he was dealing with an illness. Um, <laughs> he, he is one of those. I, I'm drawing a blank on his last name, but he's one of those plays very good defense, can hit a shot here and there. High energy guy. Um, you've got Davis. You've got, um, what's his name? Anthony Black, maybe. The mm-hmm. point guard with long hair, he's good. They have, but he's he's one of those wishy washy guys a little bit. But if Nick Smith, who missed the majority of the season, I want to say with a foot injury, he's been back and he's kind of getting back into form. This would be a good opportunity. I'll just get right to it. I have Arkansas beating Kansas in the second round as well, but there's a reason for that because I have so much money that I will win if Kansas wins a national championship that I'm like, I'm not having Kansas fucking burn me every way possible. So um, I do think Kansas is vulnerable. They're more vulnerable now than I thought earlier in the season. I got them at 17 to one odds. And so I stand to the way our book is. They give you free play when you lose. Just kept putting free play on Kansas. I'll win like four to $5,000 if Kansas wins at all. So, I think Kansas is capable, but they lack the size that they need down low. And then they just go too cold from the floor. So the fact that they lack the size, I think that Arkansas could match up relatively well because they're not huge, but they do have the Mitchell brothers down low. And we just saw Kansas, who'd they play um, in the Big 12 championship? Texas. Was it Texas? Yeah, they just got blown out of the building. Um, They just go cold from the floor. Grady Dick needs to take over. He has the ability. I understand they didn't have Bill Self on the sidelines. He had a stint put in. Everyone's like, Bill Self had a heart attack. Like, he almost died. He had a stint put in. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. That's what I read, at least. So, um, there were speculations that he had a heart attack. So, a stint's not good. He had blockage, is what that means. So, he might have a heart attack later in life, not in this tournament. So, he will be back on the sidelines. Um, But, so, I'm a little, I'm a little, that's part of why I have Kansas going out early in my first bracket could be dumb when i had all that that futures bet on baylor i had baylor to win in the in my bracket but but it's but i've seen kansas be vulnerable especially down the stretch i've seen them go on long stretches without being able to score so that kind of goes into that there so but arkansas illinois which way are y'all leaning i got arkansas okay 
Illinois has Terrence Shannon Jr. too. So he's another guy that I can see stepping up and kind of taking over. I hate Coleman. Is it Coleman Hawkins? Yeah. I hate that dude. Hawkins. He's always bitching at the refs. I want to say he might have braces. Um, <laughs> and it's just it's just a, it's just a, a weird look, and he's always complaining. That I'm like, yeah, he is always like a whining, yes. motherfucker. But he's not bad too. He can guard. He can guard multiple positions. This is going to be a very good game. Um, I, I think either one of these teams could give Kansas trouble in the next round. I forgot they had Matthew Meyer too. Yeah, the tra- yep, he transferred from Baylor. Yeah, he's when he's another one, dude. When he's on, he's on. He was the fucking fifth best player on that Baylor team. That's how good that Baylor team was. He might have even been the sixth. Uh, but he was. I, I want to say he was coming off the bench because they had uh, Mitchell. Butler, Macy Oteague, Vital, and then uh, Jonathan Chamunchachua, I think. Did he get hurt that year or was that last no, year? No, he got hurt last year towards last ACL. Year. Okay, yeah, yep. so that was. But he's back as well now. He just got back not too long ago, within like the last month or so. Um, so what are you, are you, Arkansas or Illinois? Illinois. Okay, do you have a reason why? Um, no, not really. Okay. Um, all right, VCU St. Mary's, 12 over 5. <laughs> All right, so yeah, this is another one of your. Actually, yeah, I didn't even realize you're wearing the St. Mary's shirt until just now. So you have ties to St. Mary's as well. Yeah, my best friend growing up is their recruiting coordinator. They're very good. I do. So I I had a phone call with my buddy who was ragging me for Coach Kyle last year. Uh-huh. I was on the phone with him earlier. We were talking about we're really us three like we're really good friends we yep. talk every day and me and the other guy we were kind of sitting down talking yesterday and i was like i'm going back and forth on this vcu game because i've had a chance to watch them both teams for the last four years yep. vcu style of play has not changed mm-hmm. whatsoever they are going to guard you 94 feet they're going to mix and match run and jump straight up was shaka smart there yeah he, yeah it was shaka smart shaka, and then shaka took him to the final four yes and then Will Wade took over. That's right. Yep. And then yep, Mike, yep, yep. Mike Rhodes, once again, I don't know if he's... But when they had Shaka Smart, that's when they were doing the chaos defense or whatever. And that's would, the thing. Will Wade continue that. Yep. Mike Rhodes is probably even more of a better coach yep. on that end of the ball than Will Wade was. Uh, I really want to fact check that he is still the coach over there before I sound like an idiot. Yeah, he's still the head coach over there. So, so I'm sitting there, I'm like... The, but then you look at St. Mary's. Yep. What's their strong suit? Defense. If defense and their guards are yep. Aiden Mahaney. If COVID doesn't happen, he's at a Power 5 school. Mm-hmm. He's from Moraga. He's a hometown kid. COVID really screwed up his recruiting process. Um, and he ends up at you know St. Mary's, and he's killing it right now. Mm-hmm. They got Logan Johnson, who's also a dog. He's been there for a minute, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. this is probably his third, second or third year. Yeah. Um, but where St. Mary's is vulnerable, and you saw it in both of the Gonzaga losses, when they played Gonzaga at home, they controlled the whole tempo of that game. Yeah, They go play at Gonzaga, and Gonzaga sets up in this three-quarter court, not even really pressuring them, 1-2-2. Two, two. Yep. Wasn't really trying to trap them anywhere, but they set up in this three-quarter court, 1-2-2, two, two, to slow them down, and yep. the guards were just throwing the ball all over the place. So that's what kind of worries me about VCU's guards speeding up St. Mary's guards and forcing them to turn the ball over. But on yep. the flip side, St. Mary's is, I, I think they're really good defensively as well. Yep. They, and they have guys that can rebound the ball really well. So I do have St. Mary's advancing in this game. Shout out to, to my guy, Trey, but I would not be surprised if VCU wins this game. I currently have VCU. I got a good look at VCU bet them um, against 
St. Louis, which obviously we hate St. Louis around here. Uh, at least I do. <laughs> um, and so we got one back on the city of St. Louis with that one. I considered them against Dayton. I didn't pull the trigger on it. They were down, I want to say, at halftime. Let me see. I'm pulling it up. Yeah, they were down six at halftime. They outscored them by 18 points in the second half. So they ended up winning 68-56. to 56. Against St. Louis, they were shooting like 70% from the field for like the majority of that game. Um, so they shot 8-17 of 17 from the three-point line against Dayton in the championship. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Because I, I've seen a little bit of St. Mary's. I haven't seen a ton, obviously – Every I feel like everybody watches the Gonzaga St. Mary's matchup. That's pretty much that's the best matchup in that conference. Did and so I'm worried. Like, did Gonzaga kind of lay the blueprint in terms of what you have to do to contain St. Mary's? Like you just said, picking them up full court, speeding them up a little bit. Even if you don't force a turnover, they're now going deeper into the shot clock. They can't really get into their normal. They can still run their set, but everything's just a little sped up. It's off. It's off uh, schedule like they would like. I th- fuck, I don't know. I mean, the the spread's only four points in favor of St. Mary's. So, obviously, Vegas is expecting this one to be pretty close. And the total's only 123. Very low. Oh, it is going to be a low score. Yeah, game. both teams are good defense. Very low, though. 123, my God. I'm just kind of looking. I mean, I'm looking at the comparison of the schedules. So, both of them played Vanderbilt. VCU won by five. St. Mary's won by ten. Let's put it this way. Ken Palm is Way higher on St. Mary's. Way higher. Yeah, I think they have them ranked like 15th in the – yeah, oh, no, sorry, 11th in the country. Yeah, they've got VCU. Randy Bennett's a hell of a coach. I I hear nothing but great things about him from my friend. They got VCU at 58th. 140th offensive efficiency. See, that's that's where I think that they run into some issues because you got a 40th-ranked St. Mary's offense – Compared to their ninth ranked defense, yeah, but that's where that's where I'm like. So they ended up finishing 55 percent from the field, 47 percent from the three point line against St. Louis, and they dropped 90 on them. So that's where I'm looking at it. Like, <laughs> it's recency bias, but I'm like, they couldn't fucking miss. And I understand you can't take one one sample size and uh and think that that's gonna pertain to the tournament. But yeah, I don't know. St. Mary's lost to Houston by five on yep. a on a uh, neutral, neutral court. Side. Yep. Now, granted, it wasn't Dallas, but so that's very pro Houston. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I th- I think that this team can compete with anybody. Um, the main thing for me with neutral site is like when you play in those arenas, it seems like it's much, especially these two, like Houston and St. Mary's. It's smaller gyms. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get to those arenas and the depth perception and all of that, and you're shooting with a, a with a with a much bigger backdrop, and then it's just it even with it being in Dallas, I still look at that as pretty much a pure neutral site. That's impressive that Houston wasn't on their their home rims. So, yeah. so that's impressive that they kept it as close as they did. What Nick? What side are you leaning? You see the upset happening, or are you going with the Gales? Um, I got VCU upsetting them, but I don't know. It could be one I change. Yeah, it's like. It could well, be yeah, one. You also I'm have three VCU already. Plus four. Okay. But this could be one in the, in the bracket that just, I I take St. Mary's to win a closer one yeah. than that. Yeah, it's like, again, been preaching it the whole episode. Those teams that can lean on their defense are, are important uh, in this tournament. And 
St. Mary's is going to be able to lean on their defense. So it's will will VCU. That's the main thing. Like 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 you were saying, if they're going to turn the ball over, then they encounter then they're going to get into a lot of problems because it's going to make life a little bit easier. VCU can get out in transition and get a little bit easier easier looks at the rim without having to go through St. Mary's set defense. So yeah, it's kind of like that's what you're betting on. Is St. Mary's going to be able to? hold on to the ball or is VCU going to have success and be able to force them into turnovers. So I, I'm going to currently stick with VCU, but I'm going to look into it a little bit more and it's, it's fluid. It's subject to change for sure. Joseph, who do you have? Uh, I got St. Mary's going. Okay. How many 12 over fives do you currently have? Two. Two. Yeah. I have two as well. Well, I didn't, but I switched to Drake. Okay. And you have three. How many do you have? One. One. Yeah, okay. I got Drake. Um. All right. Next on the list, UConn and Iona. Iona's still a uh, Patino, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, he's gonna go. Like that's the rumors that he's going somewhere big next year. Yeah. What was it? What was it? Uh, was it Texas? I didn't. I I couldn't tell you. Oh, let me see. I have no clue. But he's set up Iona to be, or he he's made Iona successful ever since he's been there. Yeah. He set foot on campus, and they were favorites to win that conference every single year, pretty much. Yep. Um. All right. Yeah, I, I don't have them upsetting UConn, so I have UConn advancing. Um, I think UConn's very good. I think UConn's another one of those teams that has every piece. I love Hurley as a head coach. That dude, just the way he, him getting fired up. But there's that clip of uh, it was a couple years back where they win like on like a last, I think they got like a defensive stop at the end at the buzzer and they won the game and he's going fucking nuts with whoever the player was. And then the coach was coming for the handshake. So he's going crazy. And then just snaps out of it and shakes hands and then goes back to going crazy. Like, I don't know, just that, like he seems kind of like he's nuts, Mm -hmm. but I think he's a good coach. I think, um, they have everything you need. So no go. I've been preaching. I bet on him quite a bit this year when you can have Klingon coming off the bench at seven feet tall to back up Sonogo in the event that he gets in foul trouble, but just also just to give you good minutes. I think Hawkins is one of the best players in the country. I think, um, who is, uh, Newton, Newton, Newton. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys that can give you good minutes and good production. If Hawkins is potentially having an off night, but then, uh, who's a carabin. He's going to be good. He he's yeah. he's gonna he's gonna uh yeah, six eight yeah he's gonna grow a lot over the next couple of years in terms of like as a player, but right now he's really fucking good. He's a really good compliment. And then Jackson is one of those like Draymond Green style like can guard every position and it's gonna sometimes they let him run the fast break and like he's another one of those who'll throw some wacky shit. Or I saw one he he goes behind the back splits two defenders. And then throws an alley oop to Sonogo, and it's like he's going nuts and hyping up the crowd. Like they have multiple, they have every piece you need as well. They kind of remind me of Kentucky. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have I don't have UConn getting upset. I actually have UConn going relatively far. Um, I think I think UConn was another team they lost first round last year as well, right? I literally just got out of the bracket from last year. I want to say they did. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, they did. I'm pretty certain they did actually, because Sino- they were seven seed. I think Sonogo was like, it, it was a wasted opportunity. We should have handled business and blah blah blah. So and, and he, they had uh, the other guy, not Book Knight. No, he was two years ago. I yeah, believe. yeah, because he's been with the Hornets. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, they shit the bed that year too. 
That might have been the year they got knocked out as a seven seed. Am I, yeah. Am I blind? I'm not seeing UConn anywhere on this bracket. I know they were in it. Um, it was what, two? They weren't a seven seed. I just checked all the sevens. Um, it was 22. Um, Control F. What's that? Oh, UConn, they lost to New Mexico State last year. Oh, yeah. I think actually I had New Mexico State. That was, um, they had the dude who's at Texas now. That was a 12 5. Yes. I had New Mexico State in that one. They, he, what's his name? Fuck. Timmy. Um, Timmy Allen. He's with Texas now. He's one of their better players. Uh, he, they, they made a run, I want to say. Cause I had New Mexico State in the final game that the one that they lost that they got eliminated on, I had them covering and they did. He kind of went crazy towards the end, hit a couple shots late. Uh, I don't know why I can't fucking spot it. Um, from okay. last year, you're saying? That's right. So they made it. Okay. So they got it. They got beat by Arkansas, but yeah, it was five. They lost by five. I want to say it was like a seven point spread. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. So they beat UConn, then they lost Arkansas. I completely forgot Arkansas made it to the Elite Eight. Um, all right. So do y'all have? Does anybody have UConn losing? No. No. Okay. Um, obviously another playing game with Arizona State Nevada. I don't have TCU losing. I think TCU they play much better at home than they do on the road. But even with that being said, is it is it Miles? I think, I think it's just. I think you can say the same as I yeah. think about Arizona State or Nevada. That's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I have TCU. Does anybody, we don't, obviously we don't know who the, which one yeah. it's going to be in the 11, but I think out of the 11, like those playing games with the 11 seeds, if there's one team that could now granted they're playing tomorrow. So mm-hmm. who knows what'll happen in that game? I do think Nevada can yeah. somewhat give them a game. I still don't think they win. I would lean Nevada over Arizona state. Definitely. Exactly. Um, okay. So an interesting one, Gonzaga and Grand Canyon. Obviously I got you. We were talking about it. I got a good look at Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon can score the ball. Gonzaga's not good defensively, but they're very good offensively. I don't see him pulling off the upset, but I don't know what the line is. Um, I think it would be worth looking at. It's probably, I would say, around 10, if I had to guess. Right here. Let's see. Friday. I think it is like 10. Maybe it's more. You're looking at, ooh, Gonzaga minus 15 and a half. That's a Grand Canyon. I would take a look at Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon has a couple. They have one dude who just goes to the rim relentlessly and lives at the free throw line. Um, That was one that was, I was driving back from Baton Rouge. There was fucking traffic going over the bridge and Grand Canyon started out good, came out in the second half and immediately shit the bed. And then they made a late push and we, we wanted at the free throw line. Uh, They shoot over 71% as a team. It is, um, let's see. It was either McMillan or Harrison. I think it might be Harrison. That was seventy-one percent from the field. No, no, no. Free, oh, okay. free throw free line. Throw. I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. So they have they have decent. I'm, right winner. They don't they don't shoot it. I mean, from the free throw line, that's a big thing for me in terms of covering these late these late spreads. Um, you've got one guy shoots at eighty-four, the other one shoots at 82, 71, 71, 76 out of the starting five. So all the starting five can go to the free throw line and and. Uh, and convert as from the field, they're shooting 46%, but they shoot 38% from the three-point line. Uh, four out of their five, starting five is in double digits. Uh, Rayshon Harrison's very good, nearly 18 points a game. So I think they could keep it close. Um, Gonzaga's not good defensively. So, yeah, it's Harrison. He's the one who just relentlessly drives to the rim and gets fouled. So, uh, 
You got Grand Canyon pulling off the upset? No. No? Does anybody? I would assume not. Yeah, no. All right. Um. All right, 7 and 10, Northwestern and Boise State. I know – actually, I know I know both. Um, Northwestern obviously still has Boo Booey. And then um, I like Collins. Collins is a good coach. Boise has been without key contributors for the majority of the year, or at least a, a large portion of the year. Um, I think it's shape Marcus Shaver Jr. He's very good. Um, this is a tough one for me. I could I could see either way. I currently have Boise written down. I, I either way I could see it. This I mean this is going to be a low scoring game. You yeah, got the thirteenth and the fourteenth best defensive teams in the country. Yep. I, this is who gets more stops than the other. It, you don't see many March Madness games like this, but this is going to be a defensive game because both these teams struggle to score the ball. You got 109 offense for Northwestern, 79 for Boise State. So I think whenever I was filling out my bracket, I looked at that and just said, because I had, the only team I've really watched out of these two is Boise State. Yeah. I'm just, I looked at those and I was like, all right, Boise State can score the ball a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, Boo Booey is good. He's one of those guys who, when he gets hot, he's hot. Um, I don't know why I can't find. Am I over? Did they play Thursday or Friday? Am I overlooking it? Um, but this is I don't I don't have a strong lean either way. Do you, Nick? Um, no, not really. But I went with Northwestern. Okay, they're favored by a point and a half. Um, Northwestern is yes. Um, I got Boise State written down. Yeah, so Boo Boo he's averaging seventeen points a game. Um, but then you get that's who it is. Audige is their second leading scorer at, at fourteen. Um, they go pretty deep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players giving you at least more than ten minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a toss up for me. I don't. Northwestern's looked good in multiple different spots this year, and then they've looked shitty as well. So. Yeah. I was on San Diego State when they played Boise. I felt like it was a good spot for them, and it was. They beat them pretty handily, but that was without Shaver Jr. and then one other player as well. But other than that, yeah, I don't have a strong lean here. Um, UCLA, UNC Asheville. You got UCLA losing? You're going to have a UCLA bracket, I know. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Asheville's probably going to get them. You think? <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually have Asheville. Do you really? Yeah. I don't – UCLA has serious injuries. That's what we were just talking about. So if there is, well, we've been saying too that the last two years there was a two seed to lose. So if there yeah. was one to lose between Arizona, Marquette, Texas, and UCLA, I would pick UCLA. I have Northwestern beating UCLA in the next round for basically no reason. So oh, I yeah. might just go with Asheville <laughs> in the first round <laughs> and get it over with. Um. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, but not for no reason, not for any reason to Northwestern strength. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they they played decent in a good conference and everything, but yeah, UCLA with being banged up. Well, with that, with Jalen Clark, right? With him being out, yeah. Then now your third leading scorer is Amari Bailey. Way too raw and not not somebody that I would want to rely on in the tournament. I like Hawkes, but I feel like Hawkes can be – he's more of an effort, like get your rebounds, and he he's scoring at the free throw line more than I would personally like. I want somebody that can we can throw the ball to and say, go get, go get a bucket. Go yeah, you got to have that guy on the team. So it was kind of like when they had Juzang, that was the perfect combination. And, I mean, 
we saw him with an, as an 11 seed. Was that the that was yeah. the half court shot from Gonzaga, right? Yeah, Jalen Suggs. Yeah, yeah. They dude. they won the play in game that year. That's right. And then they the went on that game. run as an 11. That's true. Mari Bailey was that. He was playing with LeBron's Brian, kid. Yeah. yeah. yeah King, Can we yeah. talk about LeBron's kid being a five-star recruit? Do you think he should be five-star? I don't fucking... Dude. I mean, he no, wasn't. He, he uh, just recently became yeah, a five-star. recently oh, okay. became it. Right I after mean, LeBron tweeted that he's better than players in the NBA. LeBron's kind of a bitch. You, he, <laughs> he, dude, he said, oh, I've been watching League Pass. Bronny's definitely better than some of these guys. It, and then he said, okay. he said something like, the way he was trying to say, he was basically saying like shit's mad funny is what he was trying to say. But he said like shit is uncontrollably hilarious. And I'm like, get this fucking dude off of Twitter, dude. <laughs> Your son is not in the championship or not the championship game. It was in the playoffs, though. Yeah, they lost in the semis. He scored 10 points. You're telling me he's better than some of the NBA players. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, LeBron James is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's like, don't don't. Don't tear down the players that are. It's like when the people used to say like they could beat Brian Scalabrini, and he's like, he's like, I can't beat a lot of people in the NBA, but I will fuck you up, and like, like would go at these like regular civilians, and it's like, yeah, he would. He's in the NBA for a reason. Le, LeBron's kids not beating anybody in the fucking NBA. I would love for him to say who he's referring mm -hmm. to. I mean, his five star, you know, attachment that definitely comes with the name. Oh, hundred percent comes with the name. I, I think he's really good. He could shoot the shit out of the ball, yeah. and I just I don't know how well he translates over to the next level. And then everybody's, everybody's he saying he's a one and done because whoever yeah. you know drafts him gets LeBron yeah gets LeBron yeah. Well, they're saying he's a lottery pick. Well, that's the only reason I know, but that's where it's like, and and that's a whole another thing too, where it's like, look, that motherfucker's played, he, been a millionaire since he was alive. He's he been with Phase Clan and shit. He's not putting work in the gym. Come on, LeBron was trying to. LeBron was getting fucking in trouble for having people come handing him hummers and shit. LeBron was getting out of the ghetto. Bronny's been living in the fucking hills his entire life. Yeah. There's a there's a sense of like this is a segue completely away from these brackets. But there's a sense of like some people want it more. He doesn't need it. He's LeBron's kid. And he has the same name. At the end of the day, the NCAA is all about making money. Yes. And so you get Bronny. You're gonna get the viewers. You're yeah. gonna get the. You're gonna get everything that comes along with him. He probably. I could see him going to Ohio State, and and it's like it's there, Duke, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't fucking. I don't think he's gonna be that good. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's that great of a shooter. That was like the as at least as not as good as they're trying to make it out to be. They're like he's a five star now because he has uh, made strides as a shooter and has improved mightily defensively. Like, how did he just become a five-star? He went into his senior year, and he wasn't a five-star, but now he is. He dropped he dropped 10 points. The kid that he was playing against is going to Duke. He dropped 28. Yeah. Come on. It's like, you think your kid's better than players in the NBA? He's not better than players on the court in high school. Yeah. I don't know. It's segued. I just, I don't know. I just thought that that was, I thought that was corny, that he was uh, trying to shit on other players just to build this kid up. What about LeVar Ball and LaMelo Ball versus LeBron James and uh, Bronny? <laughs> well, okay, it would, it, but no, it would have to be the whole Ball family versus LeBron and Bronny. And then it well, would, you also got you also got Bryce. Bryce. You also got no, Bryce. no, no, but I'm saying it would have to be it would have to be four on two okay. for them to have a chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it would have to be it would have to be uh we got Lonzo with that knee. Yeah, there, it so would have to, it would have to be the Klepto. Mm -hmm. Um uh, fucking what's his name? Stealing shit. 
Leangelo. Leangelo. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to have him. You'd have to have uh, Lamelo. You'd have to rehab Lonzo, get him a healthy knee, and then Lavar is going to be just kind of a in the paint and just kind of just fouling people. Yeah, yeah. He's just going to be fouling people. That's the only t- they. That's the only remote chance that they would have is if it was four on two, yeah. and then they still lose. They still. Lavar keeps trying to tell LeBron he's traveling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is the entire first round. Um, let's go to who we have in our final four and who we're taking to win it all. So I will go first, I guess. My final four, and I'm only doing just the number one bracket. I'm not I'm not worried about, like, obviously we're in the bracket challenge. Everybody's probably going to have three. You're only as good as your first one. I live by that. My final four, Alabama, Houston, Kentucky, Gonzaga. I am super iffy on Gonzaga and Kentucky, but I think with UCLA being hurt, I think we're definitely destined for a Gonzaga-UCLA Sweet 16 matchup, which is going to be a hell of a game. I think we see Gonzaga pull out a close one. Um, And then I actually have Gonzaga beating UConn in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four. Yeah, that's similar to mine. I have Alabama, Houston, Gonzaga like you, and then Memphis. In the final four. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, hey. A wing and a prayer. But but honestly, like that falls into a seven seed or higher. Yeah. And if you and if that happens, you are gonna fucking catapult above everyone else because nobody else is gonna have yeah. that. I will be shocked. There's always somebody in this group though that has like like there'll be an Iowa State bracket. There's always somebody who has yeah. an Iowa State, somebody who'll have an Iowa that's gotta be just like their hometown teams mm-hmm. or something. It happens every year. Um, all right, Joseph, what is your final four? I have Baylor, Kentucky, Houston, and Kansas. Baylor? Yeah. Talking about guard play. No, yeah, I like that. Good. All right. One out the way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one, le- one less one less bragging to worry about. No, I mean, I, it is about guard play, but the thing with Baylor is they're fucking horrendous on defense. defense yeah. I don't, And it's weird because... That's typically not what we see. It's Scott Drew, right? Who's the other one? Bryce Drew. Bryce Drew. He, he no he relation. Used co- he used to coach at Vanderbilt. I he hit the not, he was the one who hit Valpo. the buzzer beater for Valpo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's any relation. There very well could be. They kind of look similar. They honestly might be. Um, but I like Kentucky. Here. Look, Baylor's always going to have a special spot in my heart. I will put that Baylor team. That was the best year I've ever had. I'll reiterate: number eighty thousand out of millions. Won so much money, doubled yeah. down against Gonzaga. I don't see it this year, but that doesn't mean shit. It very well could happen. They do. I, I think um, they have a tough road. Keontae George, very good. Probably going to be a lottery pick. Flagler and Cryer shoot the ball very well. It, it, right. And then they have those guys. Jonathan Chamwachacha was still there. Uh, Flo Thamba. They have guys download that can protect the rim and rebound. So it can happen, definitely. It's all about who gets hot at the they right have time. To, they have to have a great run. You got to be probably Creighton. Arizona, Alabama. Yep. It's going to be tough. All right. What's your final four? Uh, First up. This I, is a, this is a, this is, this a, is a redemption. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This, this is, is this is important. This is important. Ah, no, I, uh, I'm going to go Arizona. Okay. Uh, over Bama in the elite eight. So I got Arizona first. I do have Duke uh, in my final four. Mm-hmm. And, and then I got Texas. Mm. And I got UConn. So I have that oh. same I have that same Gonzaga UConn yeah. Elite Eight, but same thing. I just don't trust Gonzaga defensively. See, that's why I like this shit so much because that 
I think you have a completely different final four than I do. And that's where it's like, that's why this is the best fucking tournament. Anything can happen. Yeah. The Texas one, he has Texas over Houston. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. A, Cause Texas is super like, yes. Oh dude, that's, that's going to be such a good game too. And yes, my opinion. I agree. Um, and I think we're destined for that matchup as well. in the yeah. elite eight, I think it's like, there's everyone always typically has like one quadrant where you dominated and it's like, yeah. you got almost all the picks, right? I feel like that's going to be, uh, the Midwest. I think that one's pretty much, I, I would be shocked if we don't see Houston and Texas in the Elite Eight. And then that's going to be to go. The Final Four is in, in Houston, Houston this year. So that's going to be a huge game. What a That's yeah, going to be, be huge it. for the I'll great state of Texas. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, only two teams <laughs> only two teams ever in the history of this tournament have, from Texas have won it. Really? Texas Western back in 1959. Yep. That whole you first know, Kentucky, off, first yeah, starting all five. Black, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And then you got Baylor. Yep. Yep. Really? I want to tell you, so Damn. my buddy that's over at St. Mary's, he played at UTEP, formerly known as mm-hmm. Texas Western. I went to go visit him one time, and that's like, dude, that's their claim to fame mm-hmm. up until Baylor won. It was like, we're the only school in Texas to ever win a national championship. They had, I forget what the coach's name was. Um, oh, what was his name? Anyway. With Texas Western? Yeah. Um, the movie's about like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie, I'm drawing actually. a blank on it, but like – yeah, he obviously passed away years ago. Yep. Every you know how like whenever they just start in lineups, they play like a hype video on the screen or yep. whatever. Yep. Every single time that UTEP yeah. did it, it was his wife who mm-hmm. was still alive at the time was like, and still the only school in mm-hmm. Texas to win a national <laughs> champ, and the whole place would go crazy. It was uh, Pat Riley was on that Kentucky team. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Now we go. You did your final four, right? Yeah. Yes. Now we go to the championship game. I have a rematch. It's a one and a one too. Bama and Houston. I think they both have the easiest run. Um, it very well may not. It, it, this is why it's so fucking hard. I think they both have the clear cut easiest run to get there. The toughest. Houston could run into trouble in the Sweet Sixteen against uh, Indiana. Could be an interesting matchup. Outside of that, if it, but Indiana could potentially lose to either Drake or Miami um, or Kent State. So it's like. I think the way it works out for both of them, Alabama and Houston have the easiest run to the national championship, and this is a rematch of a game that we saw earlier. Alabama did beat Houston on their home court. Houston was on their home court. Um, but that's that's the way I see it currently. Who do you have? Same yeah, thing? Yeah, that's what I have. Same thing? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, so our fucking – if that's the way it breaks down, our first-round games are going to be super important in terms of separating yeah. – uh, well, the way I'm going to basically do it, I'll just let everyone know, is like I might not even deviate until the final four. I don't know. You're going to do the same picks for everything just about? Well, you're going to have to deviate a little bit, like Elite Eight. and No. What do you mean? If you're going to have a different final four? Every one of my champions for my three brackets are in my final <laughs> four. Right well, okay, yeah, but, but is your Elite Eight going to be the exact same for all three brackets? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it could. I mean, it could. It Look, could man, hey, he might end up winning this thing, and he might have the, yeah. the ticket for how to win your bracket challenge. For yeah, that could. Yeah, you never know. The the thing is, it's the East. Didn't you one year make two Michigan brackets? No. Was it two? I made it was two, two LS, no, brackets. No. Yeah, it was when Duke had Zion. I made two Duke Didn't brackets. Didn't you have two LSU, LSU brackets? Bracket. Are you sure? You swear? Yeah, I swear. I could have swore you had two LSU. No, it was one LSU. I can go back and look. You can go look. I'm pretty sure it was one LSU and two Duke. That was the year LSU was a three seed. With 
Scott they Waters. were good. Tremont, Tremont Waters. And um, then Will Wade was got. Williams on that team? Yes. yes. They lost to Michigan State, I believe, yeah. that year. No, we yes. beat Michigan State. No, they lost to Michigan State in the Sweet 16. Yeah. But Tony Bennett became yeah, okay. the coach. That was, that was back in 2019, I yeah. believe. Yes. Will Wade got pulled. Yes. To, uh, suspended indefinitely. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I know. That was, uh, now was he's that at Tony, Was that Tony Benford? Yeah, whatever his name was. He's Tony, Tony Bennett. Who is Tony Bennett? He's the Virginia coach. <laughs> um, all right, Joseph, who was your final game? Well, if you thought I was out of the way with Baylor, then you're going to love this. I like Kentucky and Kansas. Kentucky and Kansas. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I have Kentucky in the well, final four. because you don't like Kansas. No, I love Kansas. Well, you have them, but then you, you hedged it. Well, I'm just not going to have Kansas fuck my brackets and the future bets, which may not be the right strategy. Strategy, If I think they're going to win, it's like, why not? I did it with Baylor. Like I said, I, I thought they were going to win. I had a, That was my number one bracket. I just see them vulnerable. I see holes that Baylor didn't have. Um, well, yeah, if UConn makes it through the weekend, yeah, then that's where Kansas is going to have a tough time against the size. You yes, know? yes. And, and, the, and the wing defenders. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so yeah, no, I mean, I have Kentucky in the Final Four, so I'm high on Kentucky. I think that this I'm is very a, high on Kentucky. Y'all might have I talked me into this putting is Kentucky she- in the Final Four. I, think I just this is think a tournament. Well, I just, dude, they they I have. I gotta put up a. <laughs> I gotta pull up. What redemption? Yeah, I need it. I, it was, yeah, I was when I tell you I was in Vegas. I was in the back of the sports book, so like obviously everybody comes into Vegas for that weekend. Yeah, and I'm sitting in the back. It's me, my dad, you know, all the people that we were with, and they all know I'm a big Kentucky fan. We're sitting there, and my dad's just nudging me. He's like, get nervous, get, get nervous, get nervous. I'm like, no, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. Then we lose, and I just I went straight to the bar, got two shots, and I was like, the, the stay's over for me. Let's, <laughs> let's roll. Right. Yeah, so you've got Shibwe averaging 16, basically nearly 17 points a game, 13 rebounds. Then you've got Antonio Reeves averaging 14.5 points, shooting 40% from the three-point line. Jacob Toppin's giving you 12 and a half, so basically 13, shooting nearly 50% from the field. And he's one of those do-it-all guys. But then Cason Wallace is 35%. Severe Wheeler's shooting 36%, 37% from the three-point line, which he's been hurt for a little bit of the year, but he's coming back. So when this they still have C.J. Frederick. That's this, what I'm saying. When this Kentucky team is healthy, they're – but they've just been hurt. That, all but you have long. to. But they're kind of getting healthy at the right time. Yeah. C.J. Frederick's been dealing with the rib injuries and wearing the flak jacket. Basically, I think I go back and forth of like you have to see where a team's at. But if the injuries are going away, then you have to judge what that team was capable of doing when they were at full strength. And when Kentucky's at full strength, they can fucking do it. I'm, I'm circling the wagons, man. Kentucky, this is a this is a season of redemption. Don't have them winning. But to the final four. You're gonna switch? I would love Do to see that. Bama? I'm going to Houston for the no. final four oh. this year. I'd love to see that. I'd give me something. I know. God. Well, I'll give me be somebody to root for. I'll be um Yeah. Well, we got the wedding and then um I'll be getting back from the honeymoon on actually I'll be watching the national championship on the honeymoon. So because I remember when we left we went to the final four last year. You were there. Yeah. Um that's what I was like, it's in Houston. We could go next year too. Fucking can't. Can't run in the Crescent City Classic. Should have went to the uh, Houston for your honeymoon. I know. Just <laughs> <laughs> good text mix down there. Um, all right, so who is in your championship? I got Arizona and Texas. But as we're talking throughout this whole thing, yep. I'm clicking over. 
I mean, you got three brackets for the bracket challenge. I just yeah, but for my main one, I'm actually gonna switch that over to UConn. You're going UConn in the championship over Texas. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shit, yeah. Never mind. I'm going back to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I, tried, I tried. I tried so hard to talk myself into it. I'm going to Texas. You, I'm going still, to Texas. you still got time. Damn it. Um, yeah. No. I dude. Arizona is. They. It's just their style of play. They play so fast, so they struggle sometimes defensively. But dude, Tabellus is so man. good. Tabellus is so good, and yeah. he, and he's so and he he hits his free throws. It's like that's a dude. It was against UCLA. He went to the line and was like automatic down the stretch. Um, Ramey, dude, Courtney Ramey, That's what I was about to say. Courtney Ramey, the addition of him yes. to this team brings a little extra swag yes. to it. They play with a little more intensity. I feel yep. like with him on the floor, and he was kind of struggling the last few games, but him hitting that game winner against UCLA, that's. That can, like, okay, kind of catapult you back on track. But um, what a move Larson, Larson with Tabellis and Balo down low. I mean, they're literally, like, they're the overseas team. They have nothing but foreign players. And, dude, that, offensively, they're going to be really tough to stop. Uh, it's just defensively, can they lock in and, and – uh, Yeah, they got – Yeah, they can play small Tubelis ball and they and can play Ballo. big ball. They can both run the floor. So yeah, I, offensive efficiency they're fourth. Defensive efficiency they're forty first. Yeah. So, um, Ken Palm has them as the tenth best team. So I will say it, it's not super popular, or a lot of people want to put all the one seeds in there. Um, I don't have a single one seed, and I hate it. But. See, <laughs> that's where you might run into an issue though, yep. because if you look last year, Kansas one seed. The year before was. Baylor, one seed. Gonzaga was a one seed in that. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about winners. But, yes, okay. it was a one versus a one. Uh, Virginia was a one seed. Villanova won within the last five years. They were a one seed. It's been a lot of one seeds that win. It's not a ton that get to the final four, but we yeah, have but seen. Diff- but that's the difference, though, because I feel like within – I'm just going to use the last yep. three, four, five years as an example. You're watching college basketball – and I don't know how much you all, like, religiously keep uh-huh. up with it, but college basketball is, is my – once would, football season's prefer, over, I mean, I, you can see yeah. all those fucking games. It's, I prefer to watch college basketball over yeah. the NBA. Oh, me too, 100%. And every year there's like two or three clear-cut winners. Yep. Not this year. This year, it's open. Yeah, no, I agree. I, we've talked about that. I was talking with my dad about that. This is the year um, that which the team I picked to win it all, I feel like has kind of asserted themselves within the last two weeks as the best team. But for the longest time, it was like, there's nobody – it was Baylor and Gonzaga in 2019. That was clear to me. Baylor, to me, was the best team because they could do – they could lean on both, offense and defense. But, yeah, this year it is completely wide open. I mean, I think Ken Palm represents it. They've UConn is the fourth best team as a four seed. Tennessee is the fifth best team as a four seed. It's like you have a one seed in Kansas at nine. So it's like the seeding doesn't really dictate the – where these teams are going to end up, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, no, I think it is – I agree. I think it's very wide open. This is as much up for grabs as it's going to be. Houston is considered by Ken Palm the best team. Houston's looked extremely vulnerable. They played – like you said, Memphis came down to a buzzer beater at full strength. They've played other – I think it was Temple. Temple, Temple beat them. They've yeah. – and this is – they play it in not the best conference. So, everybody has holes. Everybody's vulnerable. Alabama is one of those live or die by the three point shot, and I mean you can we've seen teams run into trouble. Auburn was like that. We saw them run into trouble um, in the last few years, like against Virginia. 
when you live or die by it, you got to be able to bail yourself out when you're not hitting shots. So no, I, I agree. This is as wide open as it's going to be. This is, I mean, I keep saying, I keep going back and forth because in my brain, I'm like, this is going to be the most chaotic of years. But then watch, you'll have four one seeds in the final four. And it's like, but I, I, I don't, I think it's as wide open as it's going to be. So uh, my final game, I have Alabama and Houston. I think I just said that as the, you gave your final, right? Mm-hmm. You said the same thing. I have Bama winning. I have Alabama winning it. <laughs> I've, I mean, I, I rode them the last few games. Alabama rebounds the ball so fucking well that it's like, so we saw Quinterly was playing like shit, playing horrible. Okay, and I'm going to preface with anything that happened off the court, we're not <laughs> talking about. We're not, like, I'm not taking that into account. Um, if they come out, that does worry me in all seriousness. If Brandon Miller, like, hey, we're going to, we found some new developments in the case. And then Brandon Miller has to, like, sit out of the tournament or something. Like, that worries me. Um, I feel like I feel like the University of Alabama would push that off as, as long as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about it in, in April. The second week. Um, or let's just never talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I'm not even going to get into it. There's jokes <laughs> that can be made. It's a low-hanging fruit. I'm not going to do it. Um, Brandon Miller, outside of the overseas players and Scoot Henderson, he's going to be the first collegiate player taken. He's very good. Shoots the ball very well from deep. Um, I want to say like 40%, something like that. At least that was the the statistic on open three-pointers. Um Let's see. But the thing with them is they have 40, yeah, 40% from the three point line. 103 for 257. Yeah. He has jacked up 200. I didn't realize that. Jacked up 257 threes this year. So they have the best player in the country. Brandon Miller is the best collegiate player. He will be the first collegiate player taken. Then you've got Sears, Clowney, Quinterly. But then when you go down, so Clowney. Is shooting at 28%, but he'll actually hit you a couple threes as well. Um, They have so many guys that are capable, and they shoot it so much, so their percentages aren't great. The fact that Brandon Miller's percentage is 40% is remarkable. Um, But you've got, I mean, Jaden Bradley, Rylan Griffin, Bidiaco, seven-footer down low, so they have rim protection. But they crash the board so well in the length, the defense mixed with the rebounding ability. They can lean on their defense when they're having an off-night shooting. Typically, I I avoid these teams in the tournament that live or die by the three-point shot, but they have the third-best adjusted defensive efficiency mixed with the 19th-best offensive efficiency. If Quinterly can just not implode and turn the ball over like crazy, they have the easiest run. Whether it's Maryland or West Virginia, and then whether it's San Diego State or Virginia, or if we see a 12-seed or a 13-seed make a run, they're basically as much of a lock as it's going to get to go to the Elite Eight that you'll find in the tournament. And then of that that part of the region, you've got Arizona. I like Utah State. Obviously, Missouri could definitely get there. Like, there's tough matchups along the way, whether it's Baylor, Creighton, whoever. For Arizona, they're going to have a tough matchup to go through. If I'm betting on it, um, it I mean, it's either going to be Arizona or Creighton, in my opinion, that, that – Go face Alabama. You've got to win one tough game to get to the final four. I, I and then and once you get to the final four, anybody can win. We saw it with um I mean I- anytime most of the final four games are close. So I think Alabama has the easiest route to the final four. 
And then you go in there. I have them playing a Houston team that they've already played and beat on Houston's home court. So that is who uh, I have winning. I think rebounding and defense, they're, yeah. they're the best. So all it takes is for them to mix that with getting hot from three, and they'll beat anybody. We saw it in the second half against A&M. Complete, and that was another thing too. Yeah, so A and M played them close, and then Bama just flipped a switch. Same thing against Missouri, the round yes. before. Yep. Same exact thing. I was on them both times, so it's like, dude, it it got to the point to where it was like, oh Jesus Christ, throwing the towel, dude. Like they were shitting all over A and M. It got bad. They got up like twenty five points as soon as as soon as Marble got in foul trouble, floodgates opened. Did you watch that that half or not that half court that uh, buzzer beater for the Missouri Alabama game at half? Yes. So it was a five-point game. Yes, one, yes, yes, yes. With two on the shot clock, yes. I had plus four and a half on that. Mm. It was a five-point game. Throws up throws up that prayer. Yeah, it was in the corner, right? Nothing but net. Yes. He had one foot inbounds. It was... Oh, it was... Yes. Oh, it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The inbound that he... And he, like, could have took a couple dribbles. Like, he had a chance, but he, like, threw it up with a couple seconds still left. Yeah, he nearly stepped out of bounds, like, fading away. He yeah, just threw it up. That's where I was, like, because they were... It was close. The game was close. Like was you said, two, I think that cut it. was a two-point game Yeah, so I'm like, motherfucker, dude, when you need him, I think it was a four-point spread. I'm like, those are the shots that cost you covering a spread. I'm like, what? and the announcers are even saying, it, like, we'll remember that late game if it plays a role. <laughs> I was so pissed when that went in. Um, yeah, no, I just feel like they have the most – they're going to be the team that can withstand an off-night shooting, and then they have the best player in the country that you can just give the ball to. And he and – he, Attacks the glass too. Like he doesn't play lazy. Who was the guy for Auburn? They're a big guy. Lottery pick. Jabari uh, Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I similar style player, but I felt like he was just lazy. I that was my personal. He may not have been, I didn't watch him super intently, but once it got to the tournament, they didn't do well. They got they out lost relatively in the second round, yeah. I believe. I just I think we all I think we all called that last year too. Yeah. When they didn't last year when Auburn didn't play at home, they were atrocious. Yep. Yep. And that's where this Alabama team is built to play anywhere because defense travels. If you're going to rebound the ball, you're getting, and that's why they get so many extra looks at the rim. They're one of the best offensive rebounding teams. They're the best defensive rebounding team, and they're like top twenty offensive rebounding. So I'm taking Bama. I think uh, it's the it's the number one seed. It's not the betting favorite. It's the second favorite, but that's what I'm going with. That's probably who you're going with as well. Yeah, that's how I was going to go with, but I'll just oh. say Houston for the hell of it. What do you mean? I mean, I think it's a coin flip. So this. Yeah. And they're going to be the champion in two of the three of my brackets. Who? Alabama's going to be in one and Houston's going to be in the other. Oh, I thought you meant, okay, I thought you meant you were going to take Bama in two of them again. You're going double. (laughs) Um, Triple. Yeah, well, we're in agreement because my second bracket will probably be (laughs) Houston bracket. Um, It's just going to be, it's huge because they've played each other. Yeah. No, it's it's, a I'm talking about it like it's already. Set in stone. It feels like it is for me. <laughs> but I like that, like, I, this, that's what I'm saying. This is why I like this tournament so fucking much because he sees, um, you had Arizona going. I got them winning it too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you see it completely different. We see it completely different. Joseph sees Baylor. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're all over the spectrum and nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen. Because I, well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. Alabama's kind of just recently inserted themselves over the past month or whatever. Yeah. But then it was similar kind of last year with Arizona. Yeah. Arizona was kind of a better team last year going into the tournament than they are this year. I think we might have all had an Arizona bracket. Yeah, they were certainly the bet and favorite going into the tournament. Because they had Matherin. Yeah. 
Who did they lose to? Was it T? Did TCU beat them last year? It was in the second round. Let's see. I can pull it up. Matthews in, in the race for rookie of the year. Right? Yeah, oh, no, it, yeah, Houston the beat Pacers. them. Houston beat them. Yep. It was. Oh, that's right. Because wait, seventy-two to sixty. Some, but something happened at the end of that Arizona TCU game with a TCU cheerleader. I vaguely remember that. Did somebody get suspended? I'm not positive, but I do remember, or maybe it was an Arizona cheerleader that a TCU player might have, I don't know. Maybe. I remember that being kind of like a thing. Yeah. I, Arizona was losing that game for a lot of it and then kind of pulled away. I think it was a five-point yeah, five game. Yeah. I think TCU probably should have won that game, and something happened at the end of that game. Huh. For some reason, I remember a TCU winning, but yeah, it they does. lost to Houston in the, in the Sweet 16. Yeah, so, all right, so you have Arizona in the final Against, the final you against said Texas, Texas, yeah, yeah, and you have Arizona winning. I do. I just, I, I'm looking at both those teams, and Arizona is a team that basically took everybody over from last year. Mm-hmm. When you got one team, it sounds cliche, but when you got one team that's gone through something like that together, they one seed last year, losing the Sweet Sixteen, they rally and you know they all come back for one for yep. one more year. They bring in Courtney Ramey. Yep. Um. I didn't even put that together. Courtney Ramey revenge game against Texas in the national championship. He That's might true. go off. That's Who true. knows? I don't – I mean, I like Arizona. I liked Arizona a lot last year. I felt like Matherin was one of the best players in the country, which, he, I mean, he was. I think he was a lottery pick. Um, and they, they underachieved, in my opinion. Um, I There's a lot of players on Arizona that I like a lot. I think Tabellis is one of the better players in the country. So he's – and the way he runs the court, too. It's like – I mean, they play so fast. It won't surprise me. I think they're the second best team. Obviously, they're the second seed. I think they, they're worthy of the second seed in that uh, region. I think we're very well destined for an Alabama-Arizona, uh, although I could see possibly a couple other teams. But I don't know. I won't be shocked. There's nothing that's going to shock me this year. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, I had no but clue it is, that they were But it is kind of interesting. Sometimes a team that does look like – yeah. It's it it tricks you because it happened two years ago with Illinois. They started mm-hmm. heating up when they had Coburn. <laughs> Who's the point guard that was Io so DeSumo. good? Yeah, DeSumo, yeah. Yep. And then their the other contributors were shooting it well from three, yep. and then they, they got Curbelo. beat early. They had Curbelo that year. Yeah, they was, got uh, knocked out early. They were a one seed. Was Adam yeah. Miller on that team from LSU? Yes, I believe so. I believe. I know so. he came from there, but I didn't know if he was on that team or not. It's I th- I think so. Yes, they I'm, were rolling. That team was rolling. And then they had a uh, Frazier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, dude, they were good. Trent Frazier? Yes, I believe so. Um, he wore the headband. He had the braids. He was good. He was another one of those, like, takeover guys. Exactly. So, but Alabama's different this year because of the, the way they play defense, I feel like. Yeah. No, that's the, that's, the, and when those teams did get cold or whatever, they ended up losing. That's the big change for that's sure. That's the difference between Alabama and those. That's what's going to make up. That's what's going to make up for an off night, and that's where Baylor could withstand an off shooting night because they played so well defensively. You had Davion Mitchell, who was just fucking everything up for everybody. His nickname was literally Off Night. So it's like Alabama is that good defensively. They they've got Bediaco, who's the seven footer down low, but then everyone else is six nine and long as shit. So. And they all put a ton of emphasis. I like I like Nate Oates. I don't like Nate Oates in his press conferences. Um, but as a coach on the court, 
He, he's a much better coach on the court than he is uh, quick thinking, given his post-game press conferences. I don't know what those <laughs> kids are doing. <laughs> well, he's figured out, coach. Jesus Christ. Um, all right, Joseph, who do you have winning? Big Blue. Redemption year, baby. I mean, I'm all for it. I, I don't yeah. know if I see it happening, but I am all for that. Shibway. Bring number nine back to Lexington. I mean, I have them, I have them getting to the Final Four. I, that's what I'd say. If you get to the Final Four, anything can happen. We saw oh, yeah. – um, Duke and North Carolina come right down to it. Who did Kansas beat who last year in the Final Four? It was they Kansas and Nova, Nova. And then they beat, obviously, Duke. Uh, North yeah, Carolina they ran away with it against Nova. Good. Fuck that dumb whore that was, that was sitting in front of us. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, I too. remember you telling me about her. You <laughs> called me and told me all about I, that. I forgot about, I forgot about her until just now. Um, yeah, good. And I'll and the three, four dudes she was fucking around. I know. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> All right. So there you go. That is our um that is how we see the brackets playing out. We've been in sync every fucking every which way this entire betting season in terms of college football, NFL, and now March Madness. Uh me and Nick clearly have I don't know if our final fours were that similar, but they were they were relatively similar. But our final games are exact and our winner is exact. So take that for what it's worth. Um, do we have anything else on the brackets before we move to best bets of the first round? No? No. All right. I'm just letting everyone know I am upping my unit size substantially for this first round. So we are gonna we're gonna get aggressive. I am going to I'm gonna just go through you're not gonna like it, but my favorite bet of the week is Utah State. I think uh, I think it's a good matchup for Utah State. Um, like I said, Taylor Funk, six-year senior, multiple guys who can score, entire starting five, averaging double digits, shooting nearly forty percent from the three-point line. We're gonna back Utah State in a big way in this one. I'm also going. I'm gonna just go down the list. Houston, my in no particular order. Houston minus nineteen and a half. I think. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm getting fucking text messages at the worst time. Houston minus 19 and a half. It's conflicting styles. I think we're going to see Houston run run the 16th seed out of the building. Uh, they want to slow it down. They want to kind of walk through their sets. Houston's going to speed you up. They're going to pick you up full court. They're going to attack the rim like crazy and just play smothering defense with or without Sasser. Uh, so I'm taking Houston minus 19 and a half. Oral Roberts plus six and a half. Again, I think it, it's a very interesting matchup. They match up well with Duke, size down low, good guard play, uh, and, and they can shoot it from the outside. So we, I feel like six and a half is too many. San Diego State minus four and a half. Um, like we talked about, I don't think that this is going to be the 12 over five upset that we see uh, with Charleston. I think Charleston's guards are too undersized. Matt Bradley should have his way. Um so we're back in San Diego State minus four and a half. I'm taking Kentucky minus four. I'm going to take Memphis minus two and a half. And that's what I'm that's what I'm sticking with so far. I will do also uh, a video on YouTube with a play of the day, and I'll let everybody know that that is where uh, that you can find the rest of our picks on this episode as well. But that's what I have currently. What are you going with? Um, I'm going with Virginia minus five. We kind of talked about it. I just don't know what's going to happen if Furman can't score. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen. They rely on 46% of their field goal attempts are threes. Virginia's decent, not spectacular at defending the three-point line, but they're 178th in the country sometimes. 
like we said, on these neutral site games, we see teams struggle to shoot it. I think that it's kind of the same reason we're going with San Diego State or you are and I am as well. So um, Virginia minus five, San Diego State minus five for kind of the same reason. Mm -hmm. Charleston relies on a lot of threes, but they're really not that good at making them. They're 222nd in the country at making three-point shots. Yeah. Um, so that it's the same thing as the game I just talked about, San Diego State minus five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to lay the 14 with Arizona. Okay. I think, like he said, if, if the guards start playing better, then Arizona is a team that can make a run and, and possibly win it all. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how Princeton's going to really slow them down. Um, I'm going to go with Oral Roberts plus six and a half. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to uh, take 17 and a half and play uh, UNC Asheville against UCLA. Okay. Interesting. Let me make sure of what I placed if, um, oh, okay. Let me amend that real quick. I am Drake plus two, Iowa plus one. That's also what I'm, I'm adding. Um, and so you're going UNC Asheville, huh? Oh, yeah, and that was Thursday. I did all mine completely out of order. Okay. Thursday and Friday. Um, For Friday, I'm going I'm to take VCU plus four. I'm going to take Creighton minus five and a half, and then I'm going to take Montana State plus eight. Montana State, that was the one. Yeah. Mm. Um. All right, I'll add, I'll add Montana State. Fuck it. But and I'm then, probably gonna do the same as you. I'm gonna bet way too much this for this. Because uh, I probably will take UCSB against Baylor. Yeah, I'm either I'm either I'm gonna be dead after Thursday, or I might move to. Nyland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna add. Uh, I'll add Montana State as well. Plus eight. All right, what you got? So I'm gonna give out a few on here. Yep. If you don't mind, I'm gonna go ahead and plug. Yep. We will be betting every single game of this tournament. That's the only oh, way to bet goodness. the tournament. Sixteen games Thursday, sixteen games Friday, eight on Saturday and Sunday, and so on and so forth as the tournament goes on. Make sure to follow Second Line Guys on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and Boot Crew Media on YouTube for all of our picks. But I will be giving out on here Missouri plus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the San Diego State minus five. I'm going to take uh, Houston minus 19, UNC Asheville plus 17. And then on Friday, I'm looking at St. Mary's minus four. I'm going to go Kentucky minus four. I'll give one more while I have it right here. Give me Drake plus two and a half. Yes, sir. So am I, am I sleeping on UNC Asheville? Do you all know something that I don't? Are we just very up? veteran team and I just the injuries to UCLA right now? I'd, yeah. Yeah, it's a super play against UCLA. A super play? <laughs> <laughs> Is this your first ever super play? No. <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, dude, it, unfortunately not. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it as well then because it's the last game of the night. All right. So might as well. Not going to be the only one not on it. Um, what is it? Plus what? 17 and a half. That's going to be a sweat. Christ. Um, <laughs> last game of the night. All right. Um, 
All right, Joseph, what are your best bets for the <gasps> first? Well, I just added two. two. Days. I'm not going to be the only one not on UNC Asheville. Um, I added Oral Roberts plus six and a half. If I have him winning my bracket, I'm going to go with that. Um, I like Creighton minus, I think, five. I saw that at five and a half. Yeah, if, if you got a five, you can take five. Yeah, Creighton minus five. And then I expect Sasser to play. I'm taking Houston minus 19. Okay. All righty, there you go. So that is uh, what we deem your best route to win in your bracket challenge, our best bets for the first and second days. Like I said, for Saturday and Sunday, we will be giving out our plays on YouTube. And then we will be back here either Monday, Tuesday, somewhere in that range for uh, breaking down the second weekend. That's pretty much all I got. You got anything before we go? No. Joseph? Good luck. Go Big Blue. You got anything? Go big blue. Yes, uh, no, but I appreciate y'all having me on again. This, For sure, this was you know second year doing this. This was this is always a lot of fun. So yep, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, good luck to everybody. Like we said, this I mean, this is a redemption year for us as well. Uh, maybe not me because I had such a good year in 2019. For me. Um, I texted you. I said I had I have to come back on. Yep, this week. No, I mean. I, you do it twice. If we do it a third time, then it's a tradition at that point. So we can keep uh, keep running it back. But all right, everybody, that is episode 149 in the books. We will be back uh, early next week. Y'all have a good one. The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it.